0: Mac, he's just, he's not that guy anymore. I know he was your friend, and I'm sure he was the best, but now he's just a stone-cold junkie. How could he do that to himself? Fear. can take your soul, your heart. That's comforting. You ever cross that line? There are critical moments in everybody's life, Richie. When it can go one way or another. I think who you are can depend on who you meet. I mean, who, who would I be if Connor McLeod had never found me? if I'd never met Fiskan, or Tessa, or you? Well, I know who I'd be if I hadn't met you. I'd be dead. You think you can be that guy for Colin, too? Don't know. Maybe it's too late.
1: Cheat on the Corners, and wham Welcome to Highlander Rewatch. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Amon. wham That's right. Welcome to the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. This and sometimes week, wham. And wham. Oh, yeah. The wham rap. Oh.
2: Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah.
1: All right, Piper. Very good. Anyway, <laughs> we are here to talk about Season 3, Episode 6, Courage. But before we hop into that, we've got some reader mail that was sent to us from listener David. David G.,
3: uh, he has a couple of questions. Slash comments. All right. So this is a mixture of questions and comments. Well, I, think to- un- I think we what- have
1: time for both. <laughs>
3: okay. What kind of unholy hell beast is this? <laughs> uh, we're going to see. What mixture of
2: mad hubris and science created this question slash comment? What
3: fury hath hell wrought? We're <laughs> going to find out. <laughs> yeah. Number one. In the last episode, how did Eamon forget Virginia Madsen we- was in Dune?
1: So that was, what episode was that? Maybe one of the the obviously, we're 2, the two episodes. Episodes. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. Hashtag team
1: me. Um, team Eamon. So, Eamon, how did you forget that? I, how, Eamon, I how could I, you? How could you? I never, Also, how I, did you get this team? I don't know. Uh, Mr. David has come up with his own hashtag, which I guess let's promote it now on yeah, the show. Team Damon. Team Eamon. Team Damon. He's all the team.
2: We're like a loose confederacy that gets like destroyed by this team because we don't have the teamwork yes. of Team Eman.
1: Teamwork. Do it together. Teamwork, teamwork. Friends forever. That's a cut from the Lazy Town soundtrack. Ooh. It's a cut from the pedophile special soundtrack. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm sorry that I know too much about that show, not because I'm a pedophile, but because I like to exercise. If you've seen me, that's not true. Ooh. why do i like that show kyle you like it too right i mean it's like insane it's like i insane. mean i liked it like years ago yeah when i was younger not the age it was paid <laughs>
2: for so yeah still way not late. for like
1: a seven-year-old uh i was like 22 when i was watching that and i was like this is great hmm. i wrote the creator a letter Magnus telling him Sh- how great his show Magnus was did he write Chevy? back no i was, he was like you're a creep stop yeah. it
0: yeah. <laughs> i'm a creep I'm a weirdo. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: the answer, David, is I've never seen Dune. What? what? We should maybe we need to watch it, Dune. In its point. entirety, anyway. I rented it as a kid and remember getting really bored.
2: Yeah. yeah, Oh, yeah.
3: And I was like, time to turn this off. Yeah. Which I didn't usually do as a kid. So, like, Dune was especially arduous for me as a child to watch. Because it's a shit movie, by the yeah. <laughs>
1: It's what, David are Lynch, you surprised? right? surprised? It's like one it's, of the worst movies ever made. I don't know if I'd say that. It's a mess. I love David Lynch. I'll just say. Yeah, that's I, fine. Give, I give that movie a little bit of a pass just because I love David Lynch so much, which is, doesn't make any sense. And I like Kyle MacLachlan and... Virginia Madsen. And yeah. Patrick Stewart playing that flute on the Sci-Fi Channel cut of that movie. There's so many cuts of that movie. MacLach. I'm
3: going to skip some of these questions. No, I think we should though. read them, all. No, read them oh, all. Okay, you want to read them Yeah, all? read them okay. all.
1: Next uh, question, too.
3: Question two.
1: <laughs> or comment. We don't know what this could be. It's a crab bag.
3: This is also a question. Oh, actually, good.
1: all of these seem like questions. So why did you write questions slash comments, Because some David. questions have comments embedded in them. Oh. The how, the
2: how did you not realize that Virginia Madsen was in it isn't actually a question. It's a comment. It's a rhetorical question that's really a comment. On me. On that's you. Fine. All right. We give you he's, past David. He,
3: he's just calling you an idiot. That's yeah. his comment, yeah. Team Maimon. Thanks, David. (laughs) Is the zone, in parentheses, Kensington in Philadelphia, where I live, uh, the same zone that produced the K&A gang slash Irish mob? I have no idea, and I don't know what you're talking about. Next question. Kyle? Uh,
2: Well, there is... And has been like some organized crime activity in that area historically. Yeah. I don't oh. know if it's the one you're referring to. Okay. Most recently, Kensington would have gotten press more wide in a more widespread oh. way because of the Kensington Strangler.
3: Oh right, yeah. Who, I thought you were going to mention the recent like drug overdose marathon there too. Oh well, that's been going.
2: That's on. That's happening right? everywhere around, are, around here. Yeah, and there are areas in the well. Part of that's because uh, Camden, which we're right near. On the other side, it's like a major heroin trafficking hub, and has like mm. the most pure, some of the most pure heroin in the United States. which leads to a lot of overdose situations because people don't realize how strong the shit they're taking is. In any case, what was it? Oh, Kensington Strangler. <laughs> There's a guy who. It's also like a weird commentary on infrastructure spending. There are these empty lots in Kensington oh, yeah. and all throughout the the city that get overgrown over time, and in Ages when the city's coffers were a little more flush, they used to keep those, like, at least maintain them. So, like, there wasn't overgrown grass and things like that. So, kind of like a savage Pokemon, this guy would, like, hide in the tall grass and, like, leap out and strangle people. Um, So, like, this weird bit of, like, fallen infrastructure spending enabled this guy to commit crimes. Also, apparently the very first crime he commit had his DNA on the scene. It just takes so long because it was such a backlog to process the DNA evidence on it that he had killed, like, four or five more people before they'd identified
3: who it was. Wow. That's insane. So, Kensington. Hey-o. a little
1: insight to where we live.
3: That's right. Number three, whose idea was it?
1: Hang on, I just got to
2: pause. Philadelphia is a great, amazing city. It's a world class town. It is not an unsafe place. I was just recently having a conversation about people who are afraid of cities, and it always pisses me the fuck off. Me too. And I don't want to like perpetuate this like fear masturbation about cities that like suburban like people sit there and go like oh the city i'm like guest. Yeah. let me pick my monocle up off the floor yeah. yeah
3: none of that yeah i agree completely like i was born and raised in philadelphia and you know i'm fine and nothing's ever like i mean i've been mugged once or twice but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a perfectly like that's in any city like philadelphia is a great town yeah it's nothing to be afraid of There's visit philly yeah. do it it's,
2: it's a good great. town do you have to try to go to a bar without good beer
3: yeah. You gotta make yeah. like a goddamn
2: effort. Absolutely. Like,
1: There's lots best, of good food best here. beer scene in yeah. the United
2: States. Yeah. The
1: food's
3: incredible.
2: Come to Philadelphia.
3: It's the fucking best. Bam. Question number three. Whose idea was it to start the show? Did the idea for the show come first, then the subject
1: matter? Sounds like two questions. That's two questions. Three and 3.5. Keith, you want to field no. this one? Because you're, uh, you're you're the short what answer. What was the second qu- part of the question? Did the idea of the
3: show come first, then the subject matter? Which I guess means just doing a podcast oh. in general. And then what would the topic of the podcast be?
1: I see. Yes, I I'll answer the question. Uh, so I guess it was kind of my idea to have to the podcast. I think <laughs> podcasting it interested me for a long time. I think as well as Eamon. Yeah. Uh, As like longtime listeners of podcasts, I've always kind of thought like, hey, wouldn't it be good to do that sort of stuff? Also, I owned a bunch of recording equipment from doing music production stuff. So I guess I had been watching, I had watched the first season of Highlander. I was like, that was really fun. Like and then suddenly it kind of hit me. I was like, hey, like rewatching this was neat. It would be kind of cool to catalog it. And so then I went to like research, like, oh, are there any other podcasts? Uh, if there were another, if there was another podcast that was doing Highlander, I probably wouldn't have done it because I've been like, I don't want to step on their shit at all. But there wasn't, and I was like, this is perfect. I was like, this is amazing because I had actually even looked up a couple other podcasts to see. Like, I was like, oh, I remember being like really into Smallville. I was like, Smallville have a podcast? There's a number of them. It's like that's good. Uh, but Highlander seemed kind of prime. There was nobody doing it, and I was a big fan. Uh, so then I contacted you guys, and then we kind of hit the races, hit the races, hit the ground hit running, hit the races, hit the races. That's
3: right. Yeah, we did some horse betting.
2: I think around the time we got started, you and I were both in the process of watching Twin Peaks. Yes. And I discovered there was like a really good companion podcast that like went through that. Yeah. And that like... It was kind of inspiring.
1: And like it was entertaining and interesting and... And like... You know, theirs
2: was like maybe a little more like studious than ours. Like they clearly had like film backgrounds, and that's David Lynch. There's a lot of like,
1: there's more stuff to kind of, there's
2: like more film related stuff to really chew on than, you know, this necessarily. But like that helped inspire us and like, yeah, so that's kind
1: of how it started. But yeah, Yeah.
3: Keith invited me to be in the podcast, and I always wanted to do that for reasons
1: unknown. Who
3: knows? I don't, I don't get it, but Mm. here I am. There you go. (laughs) Team me. so i guess the idea for the show and the subject matter were almost
1: yeah like kind of together. together they kind of yeah. came about together
3: hmm. yeah question number four
1: four all right is keith an actor i have a question why do you think that at <laughs> all why, <laughs> yeah I what am, i'm I, intensely
2: curious about that. what
1: have i ever done on this show to make you think i'm an actor do you know any And the answer here? to this question is, yes, I am. And I just tricked you because I'm a very good actor. Moving oh, on, question five. Question five. <laughs> it's for the record, Keith is not an actor. <laughs> uh, you can tell Kyle's lying. He's a bad actor. I am.
3: <laughs> <laughs> We're all three of you at pardcast That was just Team Amen. That was just Team Yeah, so you
1: should explain this kind of crazy story.
3: Uh, yeah, so I went to uh, Pardcastathon, a which is uh, comedian Jimmy Pardo and podcaster Jimmy Pardo's like...
1: Are they the same man. Show.
3: They are. Oh, okay. Him and the podcast are the same man. Same thing. He's a human podcast. I went with my friend Greg um, to Los Angeles to view the podcastathon, which is like a 12 hour comedy show benefit for this charity called Smile Train, which you should look up. They do surgeries for children in third world countries who have cleft palates. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Um, but, you know. All these people were gonna be there that I liked. During the show, they had like a guitar that they were auctioning off that belonged to somebody from the Beach Boys, I think. I think so. I can't remember. But they kept on saying it was from this person, David's David. collection. And I didn't put two and two together that this was the David who listens to our show. And so, writes us frequently on Twitter and, yeah, and Facebook and all Facebook. this. Yeah. He's like a very active member of our like community. So I'm like posting on Instagram, like here I am, I'm at this show. And then he's like, I'm the one that donated that guitar. Were you there? And I was like, yeah. And it was just
1: like... <laughs> it's crazy. Worlds it, collide.
3: A nuts coincidence. Yeah. Like, I was pretty blown away. But only I went.
1: But good on you for donating the guitar. Dude. Yeah. Making that money for those kids. Good job, money, David. Yes, good job. Uh, is that all the questions? There's one more Oh, question. one more. I'm sorry.
3: And then there's a comment. Uh, question number six. Will your coverage of Endgame follow Season 6 coverage or come before it?
1: That's going to come after. Wait, I'm sorry. What was
3: the question (laughs) again? I already blanked. Will your coverage of Endgame follow Season 6 coverage or come before it? Our
2: Endgame coverage will be consistent with the trajectory of this show.
1: Right. So it will come after... Season six. Yeah, originally our initial plan originally was gonna be that between every series was or season was gonna be a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that ends up kind of getting a little confusing because we end up getting to Highlander, Endgame, and the Source right. before the season right. series is done and stuff happens
3: in Endgame that isn't yeah. what makes sense chronologically. Yeah, so
1: we're gonna it. hold yeah. off. So we're probably gonna do some other stuff on in, in between. After we're done Highlander three, you know, there's the anime movie, which is, you know, uh, right. probably can be tackled. There's also like just the there's a ton of other stuff uh yeah. so we'll do some other special things in between the seasons before we get to end game but then i guess i don't know it'll be end game and then the source in a row who knows or mm-hmm. end game and the raven we haven't really talked about exactly how long this is going to go.
2: This yeah. <laughs> sounds like a problem for us two years from now. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, exactly. We're, we're going to tackle that. But, yes, Endgame is definitely coming after Season 6. And a problem for you, David. Yeah. Yeah, suck it. <laughs>
2: I'm <laughs>
1: what? just kidding. You're great.
2: Thank you so much for all your support and yeah. following us and
1: stuff. But what was the comment?
3: Uh, love the show. Keep.
1: Yeah. The- ah, there it is. Spread the love. We love you too, David.
3: Yes, thank you, David. You are always good at commenting and Providing feedback. It's good. I I think you might like Eamon more than we do. That's not true. Write us and let us know that that's not true, dude. Hey, I didn't invent a hashtag. he likes us less even... or more than us. Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Write us that he loves us all equally. That's I don't think how he does, though. Be.
1: I don't have a hashtag. Kyle doesn't have a hashtag. You have a hashtag. This is like a thing. You can put that on a resume <laughs> next time you apply for a new job. You'll yeah. be like, oh, hashtag, well,
3: I have a hashtag. I have a hashtag. Mm. Then they search it, and they're like, nope, you're not hired.
1: <laughs> In fact, please leave. Get out. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys... Enough of the dicking around. (laughs) It's time to talk about...
2: (laughs) Enough of the dicking around. We're all going home.
1: Yep. (laughs) Guys, we're here to talk about season three, episode six. The episode's name is Courage. It was aired October 31st, 1994. Halloween special. Halloween special. This should have been, uh, what's it called? Line of Fire with the ghosts. Oh, you're right. Missed opportunity. Oh, well. Missed opportunity, indeed. Does S-
3: Highlander have, like, a Halloween episode? I don't think they do. Oh, that's a bummer.
1: It is. This episode was directed by Charles Wilkinson. Uh, this is his first of four Highlander mm. episodes. Uh, he's done a lot of made-for-TV movies and more recently done some, like, documentaries, which are yeah. pretty interesting. This was written by Nancy uh, Hyken. Nancy
2: Hyken Pippen. This is, is her f- double-barrel name or uh, a middle name. I think it's a hyphen
1: it. It's a hyphen. When she wrote the episode, she was Nancy Hyken. She is now mm. Nancy hiking pepin this is her first of two highlander episodes and the next highlander episode she does after this is the very last thing she's ever done on imdb yeah this is, is like
2: for credit Hi, did highlander kill her
1: she's yeah. alive from what oh. i saw i i did look into that i was like is this person dead well, <laughs> i think she's alive but yeah i guess she stopped quit the biz quit the biz which is fine is a good episode though yeah. Yeah?
3: Yeah. Uh, hopefully the rest of her, or the other episode she does, is equally as good.
1: We can all hope so. This episode guest stars John Piper Ferguson as Brian Cullen. Uh, this guy's been in a ton. He has 145 IMDb characters. He's like a real character. Damn. Um, one of the biggest things I remember him from was he was Peter Hutter in The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Did oh, well. anyone see this show? Yes, he's amazing I, in it. I love this show. And he's kind of this, like, idiot thief character who also
2: like will randomly like muse about modern like then modern art he like yeah has all these strong negative opinions on impressionism and like one of the gags, he's like a proto version of Kenny, where like he'll die in a lot of episodes right. and then just be like, I was just lucky that that missed every vital organ. <laughs> it's like always an explanation Is this for the, why he doesn't die. The Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Show? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it stars Bruce Campbell. It's like a mostly a cowboy show, but with like some sci fi elements. It's current. like a
1: modern, uh, like a Wild Wild West, if anyone saw that when it was on. Yeah. And not the movie. Well, the movie's based on the original TV show, but Wild Wild West was like a sci fi. Uh, yeah, yeah. that's Western. a really good show. It's a great Show. And yeah. this is like an updated kind of version of that. Like it's got time travel in it. It's got all sorts of, like, you know, there's an inventor Socrates, the inventor. he? Pool. Uh, who goes uh, on to be in Boston Legal. He's in Boston Legal and he's also one of the police officers in um, what's it called? The Big Lebowski. But he's great in it. He's kind of like the, their little, I don't know, Q kind of, or
2: no he's just like their, is he, he? No, he's not an, he's not the inventor. The inventor is the original Gomez Adams whose name is escaping right. me.
1: He's oh. the crazy
2: inventor. Socrates Poole is Frank like the. Frank
1: no, Frank not Frank. Frank Gorshin, Gorshin is the, the Riddler. Riddler, you Damn it. son of a Who bitch. Who is it? Ah, it's me. this. Me. Damn it. Hold on. Ah, what's his name? It's killing me. Anyway, Socrates Pool is like the railroad <laughs> guy. Yeah. That's he's a, he's right. A,
2: he's like a go-between between the railroad and... He's like the suit. Bruce he's Campbell. Like the, yeah, the, he's,
1: he's the straight man. Yeah, he's the straight man. Anyway, it's a very good show. It only lasts one and a half seasons, uh, but you probably know the theme song because they play it every year, every four years at the Olympics. It's like the most American-sounding theme Wait, song. Really? Like if you I swear, like, every... NBC is always playing the song for their Olympic coverage, and it's yeah. the theme to Briscoe County well, Junior. Well, it's like, if you could take the Great
2: Plains and distill it into a song, like, you'd get <laughs> this. It's like wow. Western Migration, the song. It's like very, uplifting and like go get them hmm. America yeah Briscoe County check,
1: Junior check it out it's worth check it check this out it's good it's watch good. it, yeah. yeah I actually I was thinking about that uh, yesterday I was like oh I was like could Briscoe County ever have a podcast no because that was like way a niche show yeah it's such a niche show, and you'd only have, like, 13 episodes I know. or whatever. Oh, man, it's good, though.
2: Probably
3: closer to 20.
1: But uh, so, anyway, this guy uh, who plays Brian Collins, he's in everything. If there's a TV show you like, he's been a guest star on it. Probably. X-Men
3: The Last Stand, my least favorite X-Men movie. I was in the, it's because oh, it's a dog, dog shit movie. movie? Yeah. He's
1: the dad in the car, right? I think. Isn't he? Like I don't remember Brent Ratner, is.
3: But is yeah.
2: he just Brent Ratner?
1: <laughs> he's Brent Ratner. <laughs> yeah,
2: Yeah, like, uh, he, like, didn't want to actually show up to direct the movie, so he yeah. didn't actor, yeah, pretend. He hired <laughs> <his> actor <laughs> pretend to be him.
1: I could have done that. I'm an actor.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> You're yeah, right acting again
1: okay uh this episode also guest stars mark atchison as laszlo this guy we've seen before yeah. he was one of the lynchers in run yeah. for your life yeah uh i so was he's like where
3: do i recognize this guy but also this guy's in a lot mob. of shit
1: yeah yeah like he's a very like striking face too like yeah. he's like a when you can see it yeah yeah
3: he was in watchmen directed by visionary director <laughs> zack snyder <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh. <laughs> he did the voice of unicron on some uh more recent Transformers. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, sure. Is it? The follow-up to Orson Welles. (laughs) (laughs) Mark Atchison reprises Orson Welles' famous role as Unicron. (laughs) I still
2: cannot believe that was him in that stupid movie. By stupid movie, I love that movie, and it's so
3: bad. It's a great movie, the Transformers cartoon bad. movie. Yeah, I yeah. love that. I movie. love the
1: soundtrack to yeah. that movie because it's insane. The Dare, Dare to be Stupid. stupid. Yeah. Dare to be Stupid. I meant the Sound like good. the score, quote unquote. The score is amazing by Vince DiCola. Like, yeah, it's like oh, an man. insane prog rock opera. They performed that live like ten years ago at a mall. Apparently at a mall. I think it was at a mall. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he had, like, all his computers set up and keyboards, and he did, like, a live version of the Transformers core. It's awesome. All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Frolic, and detour. The INDB episode description, we love him. Immortal Brian Cullen, once Duncan's friend and the best swordsman in Europe, has lost his nerve for fighting and has turned to drugs and alcohol to cope with his problems. After he crashes his car into a bus while crashing, chasing Richie, Richie, sorry, Duncan attempts to help his old friend get his life together. Also, Duncan asks Anne to dinner after accidentally causing her to fall off her bike while he is jogging.
2: (laughs) You know an IMDb description is about to take a wrong turn when it includes the word also. (laughs) (laughs) Once they say the word also, you're like, they didn't have a way out. So they are just about to change direction. Like some bullshit will follow. This still wasn't awful,
1: though. This wasn't bad. Maybe the better the episodes are, the better the IMDb descriptions. Mm. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. I feel like there's probably examples to counter that. False Tessa. False False Tessa. Tessa. (laughs) My
3: favorite IMDb descriptions... What? IMDB descriptions are like the one sentence ones. Yep. Where it's like Richie does this. <laughs> that's it. And then Max something. And then that's it. So that that's was really the really vaguest ridiculous. sentence I've ever said in my life. Describing A true, vague a true IMDB,
1: a true yeah, IMDb true. episode yeah. description. All right, guys. <laughs> Amen. A walking IMDB description. <laughs> that's right. Are we ready to jump into this episode? Let's do it. Right. Let's get it. We so, at Joe's bar. That's We've right. only been talking for forty minutes. So. <laughs> so we're outside. We're at Joe's bar. And there's this biker dude-looking guy. We find out later his name is Colin. It takes us a long time to find out like the identity of this guy. Keith, how do you take a shot? Uh, you have to put the glass like in your mouth, hold it, no hands, and you have to just... throw (laughs) your head back and then just spit the glass out and the bartender will catch it and i was like i love this (laughs) yes yeah
3: so this guy's like a real grungy like he has really long hair and mustache he's dressed in like kind of bikerish clothes Mm -hmm. a little bit
1: he's getting shit-faced
3: yeah Yeah. and he wants another drink but the bartender's like you gotta
1: go bartender mike I believe he yeah. has a name. Yeah,
3: and then he grabs the bartender, and he's like, "Nope, I think I could tell you when I've had enough." I don't remember what he exactly says. Right. But, but then uh, we get the
2: buzz. buzz. Another meditation on how the buzz works. Apparently, Richie has been in. He comes in from upstairs. Yeah. Wait, Richie, what? He was upstairs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Richie has realize. been in
3: this bar
1: the whole time. Well, I thought the so entrance
3: the... was upstairs, and he has to come down.
1: No, that's that's actually right. You're right. No, yes, it's not right. No, I think you're Absolutely right. Absolutely not. I we think you're right.
3: Seen Richie come
2: in through the front door. There's two to doors. That bar.
3: Yeah, because I the... call bullshit. No, and on the one with Amanda and Duncan, they, they were coming upstairs. in, and they came down. I believe. Why, too.
2: why are we assuming that they were? No, I they think they were outside. Why weren't they like on their way out? <laughs> oh my no, god, no, this I is the most heated conversation we've ever had on the show. I
3: I really think you're making an unfounded assumption.
2: We've seen people walk in the front door directly That's, to we that. We have bar. seen that. We have seen
1: that. Which well, are they coming in from outside, or is there some other room? Some other room with like an outside leading <laughs> door. Absolutely, you can not. definitely. You're full of shit. No, you can definitely get in from upstairs. Why? How? Right. If These you are break my... in if you climb in through a window? It's Joe's is definitely in the basement. Aye. Also, in the in the behind the scenes interviews, I want to say Steve Gagan referred to it as like a subterranean place. Like you wanted to go yeah, down into right. it. Well, I'll see I'll believe it when I see the tape. I will also believe that there are there are probably just two doors. And yeah, whichever like one those... is more convenient is what they do. Yeah, but so, I think I do think is coming Rich, in from outside. Richie is leaving.
2: Richie's like, get him a cab. I'm going. What was he there
1: for?
3: No, because he was like, is Joe
1: around? Yeah, he shows up to see Joe. He's like, where is Joe?
3: And he has his motorcycle helmet, and he puts it on the Mm -hmm. bar.
1: He's there to just see Joe. I don't buy this
2: for a second. As David says, it was filmed. (laughs) (laughs) It was filmed. It's also been filmed that you can walk into that bar level. That has objectively been filmed. That is the thing we know. You are introducing a new hypothetical entrance to this bar. Like you're the one adding new information no, to our understanding no, no, of this no,
3: thing. No, no, no. This is
2: crazy.
1: <laughs>
3: no, this you're, conversation you're, is insane.
1: Your <laughs> position on this is crazy. No, no. It's that's that's the, that's the main entrance yeah. is upstairs, and then you walk into downstairs. So the, the main entrance is
2: an entrance we've never seen, and the entrance <sighs> we have seen is not the main entrance. Just to make sure we're all on the same page about what we think about this. I
1: I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just, I just when you say sure. that people have walked in that front door, I, I am struggling to remember instances where no, people No, I, I in
3: feel it. like I remember like when Joe's was first introduced, Duncan like opens the door and light comes in. Yep, and, and Richie in. does
2: the same thing. We see it twice in that episode, and but that's then, where the stage is.
3: See, us recording different oh. days, that's what I'm like.
1: Hands down. I think it's a magical place. Yeah, Joe's, it must yeah. Joe's calling a magical place. Yeah, I, think they're, magical I place. think
3: they're inconsistent.
2: I I because I don't think Richie writing, was drinking
3: upstairs Like I really don't think
2: I think Amanda and Duncan were drinking upstairs. I don't. before they came downstairs. I think Richie was drinking upstairs right. before he came yeah. down downstairs. I, don't, There's I no think the reason- simple
0: I
1: think the simpler explanation is there are literally two entrances and whichever one they deem appropriate for the shot is what they use. I that's the, what I think too. Why is that simpler than they've just been there for a minute? What you
2: just because when that, you just concluded <laughs> that it's simpler the most based on you had. just assumed that it was simpler based on nothing. No. Why I mean, is that simpler? Why is that simpler than they've just a, been there? It's and simpler to just write out. it off. to Just be like that, oh, whatever. Well, yeah, but like we evidently decided to go down this well, path. So, at, let's all right, fine, finish all right, fine.
1: We'll do it twofold. So first let's start with Richie in this episode. Yes, he is he comes down and asks for Joe. Right. Right. So he wants to say something. He hasn't asked earlier. He does have his motorcycle helmet with him. Maybe because uh,
2: he's leaving. No.
1: I think he what, is. What? He's so like he's
2: packing it in for a long night after he buys this guy a cab. I don't he's think, think he's, he's drinking. Alo-
1: he's not drinking alone. I don't see that happening. Uh,
3: I like just the way I read the scene is Richie's coming in to visit. It's Joe. a stop.
1: Stop and chat. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Mac and Amanda thing is Mac and Amanda have not been drinking upstairs when they come down. That's the first time they meet Joe. I would have assumed they would have met Joe earlier.
3: Yeah, because they're just why? talking to him.
1: Yeah. Uh, and it's like, oh, like, you know. And, and, and then also, like, Joe gives them, like, a deal on drinks when they, they
3: come and down. And they're like, oh, hey, Joe. Like, like they're just arriving. Yeah,
1: definitely. And, and he's then just and they're
3: expecting to like hang out with him, and then he's like, he's like, no, I'm on my way out. Like both those scenes are, to me read that they're just getting there.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: All right. So based on your inferences about what like these minuscule cues mean, your 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 theory is this building has like a weird two-tiered entrance structure that makes no sense. I don't yes, think...
1: I do think it makes <laughs> no sense. That's yeah. Okay, what...
2: so like your, your starting point is because of the cues that I want to infer about whether or not their night is starting or ending, this is a magical place with multiple entrances. I just want to make sure we're clear on the assum- on the, the,
1: no. the ground we're taking out. The, the ground I'm taking is normally we infer all sorts of weird things about Seacouver because of bizarre things where train tracks are placed and this and that. And in this yeah, instance, but a, but I don't care. I'm just an, saying it's frankly I mean, magical. Uh, there's an easy explanation to
2: this, and we are not taking it. All right. This is how this and is going to play out. we are not taking it, I mean you are not taking it.
3: This is how this is going to play out. Everyone. <laughs> this is actually the most heated discussion. This we've is ever insane. Had. I don't know why this is happening. This is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> this is the craziest thing I have ever, like. We've been talking this for about five minutes.
1: We've talked about, we've, been talking about, we've talked about that there's 51 states in this universe, and we're arguing more about what the entrance to Joe's Bar is. We
3: didn't even notice the thing with Midori not seeing the quickening. We're talking about
1: two bar entrances. All right. This is, let's, this, let's this, this is are, how this are, is going to play we out. We are losing subscribers on this episode. Oh, this is how this is going to play out. Everyone on Twitter and Facebook, let us know what you think right up front. And just hashtag Joe's is, Joe, Magical Place Joe's uh, Joe's is Magical Place hashtag I Think of better hashtags I, uh, This is bad this is not <laughs> my Hashtag
3: things. one entrance Hashtag two entrances
1: Or hashtag Alakazam Joe Hashtag
2: the world makes sense
1: Anyway oh my God. Message us But let's keep track of this let's, let's let this conversation go forward If you think I'm not
3: like going on YouTube When I get home and watching these episodes with the bar. That's what I'm doing when I get home.
1: We're going to keep track of this now, and we're going to see how this plays out. I can't right? believe this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you
2: can, because because Eamon, Keith might not remember it, but you remember that there's an entrance
1: on that bottom floor. Well, I vaguely yeah. do, but I'm chalking yeah, it up to I do. garbage, I- and... <laughs>
3: I can I can visually make this. I might draw some diagrams when I get home. This is going to be an ongoing discussion. <laughs> All right.
1: Oh 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 oh! I believe some people in Facebook land they auctioned off diagrams, the oh. set drawings of the dojo, the loft, and I want to say Joe's Bar, Ooh. a number of years ago to raise money. Uh so I believe the answers are legitimately out there. Like the set drawings are out Ooh. there. Just saying. Somebody send us not canon. Not, no, canon. Not, not canon. No, not canon. This right. is a f- oh, yeah. We let's have got to a, move let's on. Let's put a pin in this. Yeah. <laughs> Before, Before it literally explodes and kills we us. We can yep. keep talking the rest yeah. of the hour and a half of the episode. I honestly
3: feel like we could fill a whole episode arguing about the doors. <laughs> Maybe doors.
1: that's a bonus episode. <laughs> yeah. Bonus episode. This could be a court case. Light. We could set it all up. We could present our evidence. Anyway, all right. You're really so, stacking the deck in my favor. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I, I don't want to take on that so battle.
3: So taking out of the equation... <laughs> what point Richie's evening this is. He gets into a fight with this drunk at the bar.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> So the buzz happens, right? About eight minutes ago in this podcast, the buzz happens. <laughs> yeah. uh, they are on top of each other. So this yeah. guy's drunk and Richie's like, hey, man, like, I got no beef, whatever. I'm just here yeah, to see I'm not friend. looking for you tonight. Yeah. yeah I'm just Richie to also see seems right. so, like, nonchalant about, like, yeah. meeting a brand new immortal that he's never well, met. He's so like,
2: obviously, I guess so. Yeah. But Richie just, yeah. like,
1: blows him off. Like, hey, yeah. whatever, buddy. Like, see yeah. ya. Just kind of funny. So anyway, this guy, I guess, decides he wants to start a fight with
3: Richie. Yeah, he's, like, really combative. And he takes a swing at him, like, like right away.
1: It, six. $6 million dollar man style, like it goes and yeah. like it goes all like slow mo and, and he, he just falls, falls on his ass. And he's yeah. like,
2: You'll be begging my ass for mercy, begging my ass. That's
1: right, darkness 36. Begging, begging my, my ass, ass. Oh, boy. Uh, so Richie, uh, again, the kid of the heart of gold, he gives the bartender Mike some money and he's like, yeah. Get on the cab. Also, Mike is wearing a bolo tie, very interesting. Ooh. And also, I wonder, is Mike a watcher as well? Oh, mm. no. All right. I don't know. Joe worked at that bookstore, and his the, the, the other guy that worked there was also a watcher. That's true. Pete? Pete? What was his name? He just uh, took a little slip. <laughs> he had a little slip. The, uh, <laughs> and he fell. He had too much to drink. So we cut to the park. So let's talk about it. So yeah. Mac is running in the park. And Adam running in the bike lane. Yeah. Oh yeah, this, so yeah. out of nowhere, like Anne, I guess, is riding by, and she's like, "On your left! Look out! Look out!" Leader of the pack, boom, boom, and she gets taken out uh, by Mac. I guess she's very quick to point out, like, "Hey, you're riding in the bike lane." And so I had a note here. Again, I'm totally fine with Anne so yeah. far. Like, I'm on this journey. We've This is our third episode with Anne. And yep. again, historically, we know that fans do not like her. But I'm trying to piece together, like, why don't they like her? Maybe we haven't gotten enough of the things that people don't like about her. I don't really recall it. But my only evidence so far is the very first episode we meet her, the revolutionary, she kicks Mac out of the hospital. She's like, you mm-hmm. got to get out of here. She's like a little standoffish with him. Yeah. The next episode, which was uh, what was it, the rite of passage, our mm-hmm. last week's episode, she kicks him out of the morgue, and she's like, uh, "What are you doing down?" Here? Like she's always yeah. kind of like kicking him out, and then in this instance, she's like, uh, "You're in the bike lane." Like she's constantly pointing out things Mac is doing wrong, right? And so I'm just wondering, like subconsciously, if like this is all building up into this thing where people are not liking this character because she is telling our hero. That he's shitty and being doing bad things and you know what I mean like which he, right. a, which, a, which he he's doing every time is, <laughs> yes. He yeah. often is
4: yeah.
2: also I think it's more to do with the sterling dialogue that spawns their romance here because good God oh are you gonna sue me so sue, sue me. me yeah <laughs> are, you, are you gonna sue me maybe oh can we can we settle out of court this is sterling
1: Flirting, yeah. guys. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Mac makes goofy faces like a good flirter should. Keith, Keith what was the time you flirted with a human creature? Uh, one that I knocked off a bike. Yeah. Uh, eight years ago. Okay. Perfect. It's like, ugh, this is flirting. And of
2: course, they thought whoever wrote that line thought it was so good that it had to come back. Yep. The. That it's letter, very awkward. Oh, thank you for settling out of court. Ho, 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 ho. So, Mac invites her out to dinner. Yeah, this they is, is it. Which they do not establish a time. Well, you want to go out for dinner tomorrow? They oh, do not sure. establish a
3: time. They tomorrow night. It's just tomorrow place. night. Whenever. They
2: do not exchange contact information. Nope. She's like, okay, bye. And it's like, Mac, I don't think she wants to go on that date with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Well,
3: it's just like how immortals just find each other. People just go on dates on this show. That's right. And they just are drawn to each other. But then Mac sees something. She dropped her beeper. That's right. Beep. This is actually a beeper, drug beeper, dealer on
2: the side. So. Yes. Yeah.
3: If we have any younger listeners, there used yeah, to what be these things called pagers or beepers, which was like a little device like somebody would call a number, right? And then you It would tell you you would, would, would be... call the
1: beeper number. Yeah. Like think of it like a little cell phone. Like it would call you, would call your number and their number would show up on it. So and you then you knew to, to call them back. Yeah. <laughs> and that was pretty much it. Uh yep. but like they were notorious because like people would send like codes with them. Uh, so it's like, depending on the numbers that would appear, they'd be drug orders and this and that. Uh, so they were like outlawed. Like when I was in school, it was like, you are not allowed to have a beeper. Wow. Because also, who the fuck wanted to call you, Keith? <laughs> That's true. Who wants to call third grade Keith on his <laughs> beeper? <laughs> yeah. Third grade Keith. His Coke dealer. You
3: had a Coke habit in third grade?
1: Get that re-up. Oh. Uh, the
3: wire.
1: We cut, and we got Colin... And he's driving his convertible around, doing coke and singing "Danny Boy." I think this is pretty great. This is this nuts. Is very
2: good. Yeah, yeah, and, and crazy. It's like a weird little character yeah. moment.
1: Yeah, but like so we, we start cutting kind of back and forth. So then Richie's around riding, riding his hog. Yeah, uh, around and it's not a like, hog. it is a moped. I know. I yeah. you, you need to, need to constantly
2: keep an eye on it. The fact that it's a fucking moped. I, know. Not a...
3: I think it might be an Indian.
2: No, no, it's a moped.
3: I thought I saw the logo that looked like the Indian. You know, you, you know. I think I saw the Indian logo. But Let's argue about wrong. it for eight yeah. minutes. Let's go, guys. <laughs> no, no, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it was he stole, filmed. He stole it from that guy in the episode. He stole his Indian.
1: That's right. You know. Probably. <laughs> oh God. So anyway, Colin is chilling off to the side, looking through. Uh, it looks like a double spy it's scope. S- double spy. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: think I think this episode might have broken me. Like this might I might be you dead. You think? <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm not sure.
3: It was Which heated way? argument about a bar entrance on a show? <laughs> I I am not
2: sure what
1: planet this is. Like, we might just be on Zeist now.
3: We are. This is the Zeist Zeist reality. Welcome
1: to Zeist, Zeist. motherfucker. (laughs) So anyway, uh, he's looking through the double spy scope, and he sees Richie. Is he he tracking Richie? Or is this a coincidence? Yes.
3: Yeah, he is tracking Richie. He wants a piece
2: of
1: Richie. Right. I don't know how he got, like, ahead of him. I'm also not sure where Richie's going or coming from, Mm -hmm. because they're, like, in the mountains at this point. Whatever. So anyway, then he gets his car, and there's, like, a chase. He's chasing Richie down.
3: I like this sequence. This is awesome. Yeah because
1: they're like both getting the buzz
2: like yeah. richie's like why am i still getting it like
3: yeah and there's like this cool cutting and i think i feel like there's like some good like audio stuff happening yeah Cause he's still singing right yeah
1: he's still singing danny boy which is like very haunting and because yeah. also like it's all like colored by his like drug addled state yeah. like and also like, like he takes a bump before he peels out to yeah. go yeah get uh, richie and then you get all this good like revving of the engines mm-hmm. uh and like um I don't know, it's just like building the tension. Like yeah. the Dark Knight does this. Like the one of the parts of the Joker scene is like there's this just constantly like rising. Oh yeah. Like the
3: score in that movie is constantly, constantly like, like
1: amping up. Amping in. And that's what and, like I, I think it's actually trying to mimic this sort of like engine thing. It's like things are just getting like more and more heated and it's 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 really effective. This is a cool chase scene.
2: Yeah. My only complain about this chase scene? He's singing Danny Boy. Eventually, like, they're on, like, basically parallel highways that are at different heights on this mountain. He's still singing Danny Boy. At some point, Cohen will, like, drive down the mountain to get to the road where Richie is and try to hit him. He doesn't do it on the line in Danny Boy or down the
3: mountainside. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I was expecting him to be like point. I was
2: like down the mountainside happy. he's like he's about to do it. Yep. He's gonna do it and then he like finishes the line That's out. That's funny.
3: Like... Missed opportunity, Highlander writers. Yeah. <laughs> Missed fucking opportunity. Um <laughs> Nancy and Pepin We are so keyed up right now. I'm like stressed well, out. We Come on! Do another bump, Kyle. <laughs> Did she have the lyrics? <laughs> Did she realize it was gonna be filmed on a mountain? <laughs> You really <laughs> fucked the bed on this one. Fucked the bed? Shit the bed? Shit the bed. That's not an expression. Anyway. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. I say
2: it all the time. You know, know, the, if it's, it may shit may the not. bed
3: is. Fuck the bed
2: isn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. You're right about that. Sorry. I'm gonna Matt, I'm see. gonna pee while we all calm down for a second. <laughs> I like this. We gotta keep ramping it up. <laughs>
1: All right, so Richie and Colin are in this high-speed chase. Mm-hmm. Uh Richie narrowly I guess escapes like a, a collision with him. Yeah. Then Colin just keeps doing drugs I guess and and riding on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> uh so then he hits a bus. Yeah. And what happens, Keith? Uh it turns into like the Super Friends. It's like yeah. this like cartoon ex- this rainbow explosion graphic. and a star. Yeah. But no. <laughs> yeah. This you know, is really at the Hall of Justice. Uh, so this like <laughs> is the first time we've ever seen anything quite like this. Although it's like hinted at because in the Cross of Saint Antoine, we did get those cartoon sparkle effects. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, but this yeah, is bonkers. This is bonkers. Yeah. So we should. Take... They like all of a
2: sudden are like in Mario Kart on Rainbow Road. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, so he I'd... got hit blue shell.
2: This oh. bus is the blue shell. Yeah, blue shell.
1: <laughs> uh, so I'd like to play a clip from visual effects blue consultant shell. Bob Powanessa Hmm. Uh, about this sequence
4: a, a visual effect when uh, Cullen is uh, commits suicide by hitting a, a bus head on and is that what i had to uh, try to create something with a limited budget in uh, for our visual effects what we did was i we we were trying to create something that created this this uh, impact and uh, a, a, a visual that would sort of uh, connect with this moment of death And what ended up happening was, because of our limited budget, we really couldn't do anything that was uh, really very spectacular. And what we were trying to achieve was something special, and what we ended up doing was something that I think a lot of people considered to be cheesy. But we were stuck with it, and we really couldn't do much more, and we had to live with it. And it looks like, as uh, you've seen uh, in the show, it looks like some kind of uh, funny rainbow effect, but... uh, it didn't work, and I'm, you know, here to say now, I'm sorry we did it. Oh, my <laughs> God. What was his name?
1: That is visual effects consultant, Bob Peonessa.
3: Okay, Bob, listen up. Go easy on yourself a little bit, buddy. <laughs> like, sure this wasn't the greatest special effect of all time ease up a little bit <laughs> give bob some some appreciation see if you're listening oh my god
1: <laughs> i know i can't believe there's a segment devoted on the dvd to apologizing for what amounts to a 0.5 second animation burst yeah see, i appreciate
2: his self-reflectiveness in yeah he excoriates himself a little
1: bit but it's like shit and he admits it that's yeah. fine. I mean, it's a TV show. You do what you can. I didn't mind it that
3: much. I mean, I thought it was weird. I mean, I made it a note
1: because it's It was stupid. notable. <laughs> stupid.
3: Yeah. You but made a note because like... it's bad and you should feel bad. But, but we like... move on. It doesn't yeah. ruin the
1: episode. Like, this yeah. is far less a crime than, you know, some really weird story choices. Yeah. And, like, you know, it's like whatever. This yeah. is a fleeting moment that impacts literally nothing
3: yeah Ease that, up he, that was a lot um, of self
1: flagellation though yeah yeah like...
3: he, he seems like really upset
1: <laughs> uh so we cut to the er the hospital and Anne's there or well i guess the nurse who what's her name uh marcia i believe is her name uh she's like it's a mess in there four critical six serious 17 minor and one's already gone Ooh. so this bus accident is a goddamn mess again yeah. I assume there's only one hospital in Seacouver because yeah. they are in what appears to be. like they were in the country In or the country. Something. Yeah. So who knows? But whatever.
3: And Anne was late. Mr. Pager was Anne's lateness because Duncan knocked into her a reason that somebody died. I yes. bet
1: Max, Mac is a lot of guilt. Yeah. He's got to carry
2: with them forever and might cause their relationship to end.
1: Because, yeah, he could not just run after her and give her this pager when uh, he saw that's it. That's
2: another good point. Yeah. <laughs> he does. Well, when he finds it. He's still in like his workout gear when he shows up to the hospital to give her back the pager.
1: Oh, she Oh, so she's—is yeah. she riding to the hospital? I don't think she's on her way to
2: the hospital. I think she probably rides home, discovers that somebody has called her at her home. Oh, and then goes, oh shit, and goes to the hospital. So Mac
1: is being very responsible. I think Mac is being proactive. There very go. good. All right. So not really I'm Maxwell. Sorry, Mac. Although still Maxwell for riding running in the bike lane. He costs some lives. He did. Mac, you murderer.
3: Shame on you, Mac.
1: Shame, Shame on Mac. Mac.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, sorry, Mac. Is your a page This feels back.
3: surreal. I feel
1: like
2: I still feel like I'm on another planet. <laughs>
3: We're on Zeist,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> the United States of Zeist. Priests, <laughs> priests. So Mac is watching uh, Anne, and I guess now in the last episode, Anne's all smitten with Mac because she sees how like kind he is yeah. to help I'll out put, his friend, and
2: like how good she he is in a morgue. In a morgue,
1: right? Uh, in this episode, uh, the tables are turned, and Mac is kind of watching Anne, and he's like, "Oh, like she's really great with the kid," you know, like yeah. I guess he's kind of starting to be taken with mm-hmm. her a little bit. Like, hey, she's kind of something special. She's kind of a badass. Yeah.
0: yeah,
3: yeah. She's like, she's all business, but she's also like, can be tender with the little girl with the teddy bear. And right. Like, like she's she's good at. Her job.
1: Did anyone catch the, some of the acting in this scene? The extra acting? No. Oh, there the extras the in this scene? Yeah. Uh, there's, like, some old nurse. This old nurse is like, get somebody to get somebody. Like, she yells <laughs> at somebody. Uh, then there's the best. There's this patient who needs help in the hallway. And the doctor, like, flails at him. Oh, like, he's I like, see that. like, I need yeah. help. Nope. And the doctor's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I must be on my way. And the doctor just kind of paces around. Uh, there's a lot of, like, especially that doctor kind of just pacing back and forth trying to look chaotic. <laughs> it's really good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I must be on my way. Uh, but Cullen is brought in, and one of the nurses is like, there's nothing left to do for this guy or whatever. He's already toast. He's toast. Toast with the most. But then Mac gets the buzz, and yeah. Cullen wakes up. So I have a buzz question here. We've had, like, three for three buzz questions. Yeah.
2: i the told things a buzz meditator. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, this is our buzz trilogy. Uh, so I was kind of curious. Does the buzz not work if you're dead? Yeah. I, my notes say the buzz, he doesn't
2: get the buzz because he doesn't move. As far as I know, Cullen doesn't move. Yeah, yeah. it's only when Cullen wakes up that Mac gets the buzz. Yeah, so I think that like when he's in that like temporary like torpor of being dead, buzzless, buzzless,
3: buzzless. (laughs) (laughs) So Cullen kind of like rolls off the gurney and hides, and Mac is like trying to find out whose buzz this is. This is like kind of a tense scene because like
2: yeah, with a weird POV shot
3: to make it both more tense and more confusing. Yeah, yeah. Like, Cullen hides in this room and, like, hides behind, like, a cart or something. POV shots. How often are they ever good?
1: Not Not often. often. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Just because, you know, Revolutionary had those POV shots, which were terrible. These POV shots are weird. Like... Yeah, I'm never a fan. You just got to stay away from them.
1: Just, like, a note about this buzz thing like i really like the concept and they don't do it much in this show like where you don't know who the immortal is i think that's a great concept for this mythology in general is that like yeah. you get the buzz and don't know who it is like right. and that it's like you know like if you're on a crowded city street or like you've got to look like who knows who this person could be i think that's really neat that's yeah, something... like any one of these people could house you mm-hmm. yeah
3: that's something i wish like the series and the movies would kind of take more advantage of is like the tenseness of this where like uh uh-oh i'm getting this alarm that somebody's around here and could be trying to kill me right now and i have no idea who it is or where they are or like like and i got that a little bit from this scene from cullen where he's just kind of like shit like i don't have my sword how do you get a sword back anyway uh (laughs) like he pulls it from the burnt wreckage yeah (laughs) he's just like i'm like Injured here, like I, I'm like, what am I gonna do? And mm-hmm. he's just like hiding. Like, yeah, I, I th- thought that was cool.
1: Yeah, I like that element of it. So Mac ends up coming on in to like where Cullen's hiding, and he get, I guess he helps him get some clothes, and or he gives him his well, coat. They or know whatever. each other. Yeah. So yeah. oh yes, yeah, so they're friends. It turns yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, and so were, then Cullen's like, like, oh yeah, some out. jerk was on the wrong side of the road, and that's how this whole accident kind of
3: yeah shook out. Untrue. Right. And Duncan's kind of like, are you okay? Like yeah you look a little weird
1: right and Cullen yeah. just kind of chalks it up to like well I was just in a horrible accident I'm yeah, like so of shaky. course he looks weird <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then we get a flashback to Switzerland 1810 with a great cut between he's looking at the spokes of a wheelchair
2: that are that's going by and that becomes the spokes of a wagon re- wheel as they're going forward
1: uh, and then we get a rousing game of I spy yeah a drunken game of I spy uh, so I spy with my little eye. something that starts with a asshole is it you <laughs> Whoa! Boom! <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're welcome. I'll be
2: here for the next few hours. <laughs> Jesus.
1: Anyway, Colin Sorry. answers Alps. Apparently, that's not the right answer. Will we ever know what Duncan was thinking of?
3: Wait, well, what no. was it?
1: I don't know. Uh, that was that was my very first note. What could it be? I don't know.
3: Did Duncan have an apple?
1: Maybe. Nope. I think he wasn't looking at an it. Yeah. I know Apple list. I know Eamon mostly you haven't seen this in quite a while, and not all of it, but season
0: four. Get ready, you
2: find out. This <laughs> is spoiler. Yeah, Wait, really? They, yeah, in uh, season four they reveal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember
0: that game I played with broad colored?
2: <laughs> <It's> oh, <just, laughs> I spy with my little eye. Something because with a it was an abacus. I had it in my pocket. But then <laughs> it was, it you couldn't see because yeah. they wasn't spying it. So <laughs> the game was
3: wrong. I'm anyway. guessing
2: it was alcohol
3: oh because oh, then they start
1: drinking i think kyle wins there it is i thought about that too long god
3: <laughs> <laughs> i didn't think about it at all i don't know what that says about my was by,
1: like,
2: like kind of like you don't know, think about the entrance to the bar it's all right, um, right. oh
1: boy <laughs> <laughs> oh this got real so this is very funny they're kind of ragging on the swiss uh Colin is he's like oh they're so boring like what's around here just mountains and trees trees
3: there's also a line where he's like what do they make here and duncan says cuckoo clock, <laughs> yes. which is a line i think i think this line is stolen from a movie the third man Really? There's a line. I should have looked up the damn line. But um, somebody who we were just talking about, Unicron, who did the—what was Orson it? Welles. Orson, Orson Welles. Orson Welles. Yeah, he's in the third band, and he says, you know, he's in Switzerland. Or I think he's in Germany, actually. But he's like, you know— <laughs> This it's, is all checking it, out. X amount of years in, in civilization, and what does this society have to o- offer? The cuckoo clock. I feel like that's
1: a— Interesting. That, is, from
2: that, that, that is not a very direct lifting, but—
1: <laughs> I could see it being a reference to that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah could be wrong. Maybe. Yeah. Will the Swiss make
3: cuckoo clocks? Sure. Uh, sure. So Check out The Third Man. It's a good movie.
1: Very good. Uh, So this guy comes riding up. He has a very big hat. uh, And he wants a very big hat. He wants to challenge Cullen to a duel. Because apparently
2: he has a reputation for being the best swordsman in Europe.
1: At first I was a little confused. I was like, why does he want to fight him? And then it gets revealed that it's just because he's, like, the best. People want that mantle of the best. There's
2: a whole shitty episode of... By (laughs) shitty, it's, like, kind of great in the way shitty Twilight Zone episodes are. About being the best pool player. And, like... This guy becomes the best pool player, but that means he's like stuck in a purgatory where people who want to be the best like have uh-huh. to challenge him. If you beat him, then you're like trapped there because like you're in this prison of your own excellence. Well, it's oh, actually wow. kind
1: of funny because that is has a lot to do with this episode. I know it's yeah. like
2: very much what this is about, and I kept on thinking about it. That's and it's like one well, of those
1: things that's like odd. There's like a cool idea in it, but it's just like a very odd package. Yeah,
3: um, it's also like kind of a weird trope in like Western
1: movies. Yeah, like, it is like you yeah, got the gunslinger trope. Yeah like who's the fastest draw mm-hmm. uh so there's some funny dialogue like you know mac is trying to convince this guy to just, like, don't fight him, like, give up. As like, they're
3: peeing. Like, yeah, they're, they're they, they are pee. peeing, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. Because I wrote
1: they were peeing, and when he turned around, I'm like, did he just show him his dick <laughs> like, he's still peeing? So, yeah, they're very nonchalant about this whole thing. They're like, you're going to lose. Please don't throw your life away. Yep. Uh, but Mac ends up just kind of riding on. He's like, I'll see you in the next town. Like, yeah. take care of this. Because Colin's just like, I'll just take his horse and ride it and meet you. Like, yeah. whatever. This is a
2: great illustration of, like, young Mac versus old Mac. Young Mac is completely okay with this. Yeah. Young Mac is like, well, he challenged you. It's your honor. Like, you have to answer it. Like, this kid's gonna die. Yeah, and he's okay with it. He like tries to convince him not to do it, but he's like, all right. Yeah, older like, Mac might be like,
1: let him kill you. Then you don't have to deal away. with the yeah, deal with this stuff away. ever again. Like, just walk yeah. away.
2: Yeah, like older Mac would have had stronger feelings about this. Younger Mac though is like, nope, you're the best. Like, you got to defend your honor. You got to yeah. defend your title. Like, this kid's making his choice. He wants to throw mm-hmm. his life away.
3: Like. You've given him every chance. I think um, there's like almost a progression, like he has a different reaction later, which we'll talk about to Cullen and another fight. But it's yeah, it's kind of a similar thing, I yeah. think, that you're talking about. Also, can we talk for a second about these fucking
2: bomb coats there? I was just going to say cause his, are, the coats are awesome. Holy shit. They're incredible. It's like yep. if the, the sh- Victorian Shredder, it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about, though. No, it's the amazing. Awesome. They're both just, they just both look super badass. Like, this is like a great bit of costuming. Like, it's kind of funny. There's like not a lot in the scene. Like, there's not a lot of extras. Like, yeah. I'm sure it costs some money just because they need the carriages and the costumes and stuff.
1: But that's basically but it's a, all it is is it's carriage a, and costume. costumes. Yeah, yeah, it's like and three a horse. Or four
2: people. And like immediately bought into the era, immediately bought into their friendship. Like they're a little drunken, even with like the weird I spy component to it. Like they seem like they're good buds. And like, Mm -hmm. yeah, this is like, this is a good scene.
3: It establishes a good connection between the two of them.
1: Yeah, I was like sad for like the fallen version of their relationship in the future. Yeah, I was like seeing kind of like drunk Mac too. Like, again, like the version of Mac in the future is. Sometimes a little too stoic for my taste. It's like, yeah. this version of Mac is so likable. I'm like, mm. I like this guy. Yeah, I'm gonna have a beer with him. Right. Yeah. Modern Mac is very like, I don't know. Well, it's a little th- straight. That's
3: there's all. something about Cullen here. Well, he's he's already kind of like resistant to do this. Also, like he's not completely gung ho about. We say it's already starting sky. to weigh on him a yeah. little yeah. bit. Yeah, he's getting. And sick he like of this generally
2: fight. doesn't want to fight this guy yeah right it's just a little funny we never actually get to see him being the best no But there is a fight we see him have and it's like a real shit show yeah Yeah. it is
3: that's one regret i have about the episode which i guess i can talk about at length later but would have been cool to have one scene of him like really fucking owning somebody yeah
2: yeah a A, a show don't tell moment
3: yeah
1: yeah i kind of i kinda like the the actual opposite of this in some ways. I mean, I think it'd be fun to see a cool fight, but it's like kind of fun. That's like, you just, they just talk about him being the best and they just never show you what happened.
2: And was he ever really the best or was it just a reputation that followed him?
1: Yeah. Simply the best. (laughs) That's
3: right. Better than all the rest. (laughs)
2: I am a diehard Highlander fan. I love Highlander so much, and I am a huge fan of this podcast, de facto, because I'm a member of it. How can I show my support and get some really cool shit in the process?
1: Oh, there is one really great way you can support this podcast and support your love of Highlander by heading on over to our Facebook page and picking up a set of our awesome new Highlander magnets, uh, which are available for the price of $25, plus shipping and handling. What do you get for that amazing price? It's an awesome collection of five magnets featuring all your favorite characters. We've got Duncan McLeod, Amanda, Joe, Mythos, and a really cool alternate 1600 Scottish Highlands MacLeod. Awesome, Eamon, who made these things? Like, what
2: awesome artist somewhere made these things? It was me. Yay!
3: I made them with the help of you guys and Davis Panzer Productions.
1: Definitely. These are fully authorized Highlander merchandise from the Highlander Rewatch podcast. Yeah. Right. Uh, and if you're an international listener, we can ship these internationally now. Uh, so don't buy them from our Facebook page, but head over to Etsy.com and just search for Highlander Rewatched. And if you place your order through Etsy, we can ship anywhere in the world. Well, I pretty much. Wherever Etsy can ship. Wherever FedEx or whoever's going to ship it can ship. We can't we can- ship to the planet Zeiss. Nope. Though. No ship. To
0: Zeist.
1: Uh, so we cut to the dojo, and there's like kind of a, a good cut between, like, it's like just buttoning his shirt, right? Mm-hmm. Which I, I don't know, it's effective. Anyway, Colin says he's like looking for a guy. That's why he's around these parts, which is kind of weird. Like, that, it still doesn't explain why he's in Seacouver, really, because he well, ended he up with Ritchie. Joe- well, yeah, he does mean Richie, but that's like not why he's around.
2: Right. Right. I think that's why he's still around. I exactly. guess the he's passing
1: through. Right. Whatever. Uh so we cut to the loft and we get the buzz. We're going up the elevator. Going find
2: him I'm gonna have him. <laughs> oh
1: boy. So uh Cullen pulls out a sword like in anticipation. Mac is like calms him Once down. Again, they're Going up the lift before they get the buzz.
2: They are affirmatively moving. So being in the first floor versus the second floor was not enough to right. trip the buzz. This is a very short range radar in this. There yeah. we
1: go. Even though at some point they could have been right under Richie. Yeah. yeah. Kind of
2: like, like as Richie is leaving that bar and as he's coming down is when he
1: gets the buzz. Uh-oh. I'm not gonna stop
2: poking this bear.
1: <laughs> uh so anyway, uh this is very kind of funny. And tense. Cullen gets to the top and realizes it's Richie. Well, Richie's like, oh, Mac, you're never going to believe it. There's this, like, asshole who, like, tried to run me off the road. He's a piece of shit. And, oh, holy shit, there you are. And so they both have their swords drawn, uh, and they're ready to go. I don't know i really like the stances they both get into like oh there's also a crazy pan cullen says something and then the camera quickly pans over to richie and accompanying it is like wind chimes and like a whoop sound <laughs> and i was like again are we back in the super friends like yeah. why H- slipped on a banana peel. Yeah. But yeah this is pretty good uh so <laughs> at the legion of doom cullen claims that richie sucker punched him
2: there is an evil monolith a
1: monolith
2: oh, of, of evil, evil. <laughs>
1: Uh, so Richie, <laughs> Richie claims, or uh, Colin claims that Richie sucker punched him. He's like, "That never happened. You were drunk."
3: If the opposite was true.
1: Oh, 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 oh. so we get a uh, flashback to fr- uh, I just said San Francisco, San Francisco, San Francisco. Hey guys, if you go to San Francisco, be sure to wear some flowers in your hair. Oh boy, 1854. I don't know. Mac is walking with this woman. Her name's Catherine, and they're talking about the Gold Rush in 1854. So he's got to get back
2: from california to go fight in the civil war correct and then yeah. go
1: back across the country to live halfway across the country well then he's got to go
2: down to mexico and then right. back up to the plains of the united states
3: he is moving yeah i want to like do research and see like if this is all like possible i mean you're talking months long journeys
2: to yeah. to make that transition
1: yeah
3: somebody's had to have done it
2: right almost no. certainly
1: there's yeah. there's a good timeline yeah, uh, online of all, where Mac is all the time. Mm. So you can check that out first.
2: Yeah, I will. Standing on the shoulders of giants. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Great. So anyway, they're talking about the the gold rush. There's Thirty new homes are built in a day. I'm like, that's a lot. That's yeah. kind of that is a lot. That is that's crazy. a real
2: housing boom. And then Mac bubble's about to burst.
1: Yeah, we're gonna have to bail out all of our bankers <laughs> and like repurchase toxic assets. Mac then makes some. St- I hate this quip. It's like, oh, maybe they'll build a bridge across the bay one. Uh, grown like the be golden.
2: <laughs> uh, so then Mac gets the buzz he's like got this woman on a, up against a wall and is like making out about to make out with her and then like I like buzz. how he's kind of like
1: fuck he's <laughs> got <laughs> cock-boxed by the buzz yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I had in my notes that his face like because he also does not uh, he does not do a good job of making up an excuse Yeah, and he's also kind of like, like I gotta go he's like panicking and he's like looking around he like gets sweaty I'm like yeah. Mac has it take a dump like (laughs) mac got hit with like the shits real bad he's like "Uh (laughs) uh-oh that's how i read this scene he gives her her his
3: he (laughs) told this i have to poop keith was watching it on mute so he gives her his hat and says i'll be back
1: for this yeah so mutton chop mac goes like back into the depths of the dock can we talk about what's going on in the background did anyone catch this other extra dialogue no i revisited my notes last night and have second thoughts about this at first i was like what is this there's a man he's like Michael, there's like a, a dude's laying on the dock. He's like, Michael, my son, it's you. How are you? Like, and I'm like, what is this subplot going on in the background? Like, there's this whole conversation. Like, it just lingers. Uh, but then I was like, oh, like later on, I believe they return to that location. That's the opium den. And I was like, is what's going on in the background like a little microcosm of the plot? Because uh, this guy Mike, this this, this guy Michael's this guy's son, mm-hmm. and he maybe hasn't seen him in a long time. And like, it's because he has been like. Sucked down into this, you know, pit of despair. Yeah. The pit of despair. Right. So, anyway, <laughs> pit I, I, of I, I, despair. <laughs> so, maybe it's kind of okay. It's yeah, kind I of an interesting I little think. Easter egg about the plot in the background.
3: I didn't catch that. Yeah. Mm. Weird. It is weird.
1: <laughs> but who is it? But cullen It's, it's Colin. And he's like hiding out.
3: He's well, a, he like emerges from like behind a shack.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. The love shack. Baby. Baby. It's a little
3: place where we can get together and they do
1: and this is another mm. instance where their friendship is like shining through like yeah he t-
3: very happy to see him
1: yeah uh this is all really great cullen's like let's go get a drink and it becomes slightly more ominous like like it's like oh like let's go get a drink and then like he keeps insisting like we have to go like mm-hmm. yeah uh, and it's because he's being i guess followed by the immortal zazl
2: Z- zoltan laszlo yes. this is my favorite Dirt- name Ever <laughs> Zoltan Laszlo, yeah, dirt immortal. Yeah. He's covered
1: in dirt, right? Yeah. He's filthy.
3: I'm <laughs> like, what is this guy's story? Like, he seems like well. Stay tuned to the
1: stay tuned to the end of the episode for the Watcher Chronicles. Oh,
3: really? He has his own. Wow, good. He seems like well spoken, but he's like dirty the dirtiest man it's just like he's like a he's he's been working in that gold mine yeah I guess I guess so yeah Zoltan Laszlo when I my notes it's written in all capital letters and it's underlined (laughs) (laughs) what thing has a villain named
2: Zoltan no Zoltan is a he's the the, the, fortune teller guy he's the hawk man in Flash Gordon oh Oh, interesting totally music by Queen
1: yeah fish Ah, fish so anyway this guy wants to challenge Cullen, and Mac is like, of course Cullen will fight you, and he turns around, and it's very funny, because Cullen is fucking beast. He's just, he's just <laughs> yeah. Uh He's ghosted. So then Mac pulls out his sword. He's like, well, you know, are you here for me or whatever? And this guy's totally chill he's about like, it. He's like, who are you? And he's like, yeah. I'm talking McCloud Cloud of the Clan McCloud. and I fight when I'm challenged. But this guy doesn't want anything to do with Mac. Because, yeah. But also, like, I mean, I guess this guy has a sense of honor. Like, He has no beef with Mac, but at the yeah. same time, he has no beef with Cullen. He's also coming after Cullen only because he's the best. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like
2: well tell him i'm here like (laughs) let him know where to find me he's the one i want
1: also it's like i don't know the things that are at stake with the game i don't know if i was like a gunslinger and wanted to like prove myself as the best if i'd be like let me go challenge this other person who is the like the stakes are so high for this immortal game why would i like intentionally find the person who's the The best best at doing this it's like i would just like cross my fingers and hope someone else dealt with this yeah at some other point and you know, play the game elsewhere. Well, probably because you've got to like
2: find some meaning in your existence. Maybe and, like, that's it. Being the best is probably it for a lot of people. Best and it's like, well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll die, but like this person would have killed me anyway. So, like, I might as well take my chance while I can.
1: Hmm. Maybe.
3: And killing the best might give you some so leeway way or something.
1: Yeah. Like. Yeah.
2: Well, that's it gives true. you the street cred and it also get a lot of that quickening, geez.
1: Ah, uh, so we cut to the present. There's a cool, I like the way this is cut together. Like, they do like a split screen wipe. Uh, but like the sword is the thing that does the wipe. Mm. It's neat. I don't know. So Colin tells Richie the only reason he's alive is because he's Mac's friend. These guys are really ready to go out. He's like, you're only gonna last ten seconds against me.
3: And he's like, I guess I better find a hotel. Yeah, and, and he's he, like, like leave. He laughs. He yeah. exactly,
1: like laughs about it. He's like, I'm out of here.
3: But his, uh, like his performance is just really good. He's like, fucking a un- pro. Yeah, yeah. this
1: guy's. Is, this is one of the best guest stars we've seen so far. Think, yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, this and guy's like, good. He
3: just sells this character. Like this is a real character. Mm. Like. I could picture him, like, in the real world. He's just, like... Like, I've met guys like this. Like, he has this whole, like, attitude, like, completely down.
1: Yeah. Really good. Mac pours himself a drink during all this. I I just want to point this out now. We are going to see a lot of pouring drinks. Like, it seems like everyone's an alcoholic. (laughs) Like, we saw this in the Revolutionary. It's like, oh, let's pour some drinks. We see it in this episode. Like, every episode, they are going into that liquor cabinet to pour drinks. And it's because the writers... We're like, we need something for them to do instead of just standing and talking at each other. Uh, stay tuned. Next season, they are going to be unpacking groceries quite a lot because they realized that like, the drinking was too much. It's like, they're drinking all the time. <laughs> so every scene next season, watch out for the shopping bag because Mac <laughs> is always getting back from shopping.
2: We did, I feel like in The Revolutionary, we didn't talk about the alcoholism subplot in that very much.
1: But Eamon brought it up a lot. He was like, yeah, I brought it up a little <laughs> bit. what's his yeah. name? Uh, carrot Uh, carrot Carrot. 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 he's drinking constantly yeah
3: well i know that he had three drinks at mac's apartment and then goes home and (laughs) And pours himself another drink and i'm like dude like i hope you didn't drive yourself home
1: he did mac goes to the hospital we cut to the hospital before that there's a nice line where like
2: richie kind of doesn't know what to do and mac's like practice and then stay out of his way yeah yeah
1: yeah mac Mm -hmm. obviously does not think richie is up to the task And let's be honest, he he
2: is it. No, (laughs) I have thoughts on that, actually. That's how I wanted this episode to end. I did not want Mac to fight him. I think it should have been a confrontation between Richie, the fallen version of him, like yeah like mac has this has built up a vision of this guy as the best cuz that's the guy he remembers but he's obviously not that guy he's like always in an altered state like i feel like this would have been a good opponent for richie yeah and then like he's not
1: the best anymore and it's
2: a i found it i would think it would have been a more interesting tension also like then how does mac have to feel about richie cuz like richie's the one who Right. Well, yeah, because Mac
1: feels like Mac knew a different person. Richie only knows this version of the person. And
2: then that takes away the fact that, like, at some point, Cohen turns on Mac, and yeah. he wouldn't have had to do that. Right, Like, right. He wouldn't have mm. had to like have this complete turnaround.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of curious how this episode evolved because I feel like structurally there's some weird stuff. Like Richie, he disappears.
3: Richie he disappears. Disappears. He disappears. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Like, this episode yeah. starts with a confrontation with Richie, and it's like, here we go. This is this is the episode. I'm ready for it. Like you said, yeah, and that dissolves very quickly and it's like oh now richie uh, richie does nothing in this episode and this like, tension
2: when they encounter each other is great I'm yeah like, oh like max in a real hard spot here mm-hmm.
3: also the confrontation they have at the end of the episode which i think is great could have been with richie yeah he very could have little taken would have had to have yeah. changed for yeah
1: it to have gone other that than, way. than just the emotional thing of Duncan yeah and having to like deal with his his
2: friend yeah We'll get back to it. Absolutely.
1: So anyway, Max at the hospital and he's there. I guess he's decided to meet Anne for breakfast. He's like, let me take you out to breakfast. I had a thought here. Uh, Cullen has disappeared. The, The perpetrator of this horrible accident has disappeared. So we've had two people in the past two episodes... Disappear from the morgue, yeah. Well, at least this was in a state of like utter chaos, true. Like, yeah. I guess, they might not have
2: even been like checked in or registered, right? Yet. Like, they might yeah. not have even known. I who guess, was.
1: actually, and Cullen makes a comment about that. He's like, We got to go before they start counting bodies yeah. or whatever. But it is kind of funny, like, bodies well, have disappeared. been
3: present both times. Yeah, so
1: that a body is, and so is Anne. Like, what is like, Anne yeah. yeah. must yeah. have to answer, to answer to the hospital board at some yeah. point for the lawsuit. Oh, also, the lawsuit that is clearly being brought by Craig.
0: Oh, yeah. Right? Craig that hospital got, is getting the Craig's shit going, sued. going to town. <laughs> oh, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Was there a separate conversation where Matt convinces Craig not to sue the hospital? <laughs> it's just going to make it's just going to drag off the pain, man. It's just yeah. going to drag off the pain. <laughs> the boss uh, so anyway, that this hospital has. So they decide to go out to breakfast, which is nice. So they go to this like waterside cafe. Uh, this is also, they're at the geodesic dome that we've seen many, many times. That's where we are. Oh, the science center? Science right? center, yeah. Um, where he kills Andrew Ballin. Yeah, Ballin. So this is kind of nice. Anne's talking about, like, the fragility of life and this and that. It's like, okay. Doug <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: is like, whatever, I'm a <laughs> uh, So
1: then we get a flashback to San Francisco again in an opium den.
2: Yeah, it's somewhere along the she volunteers that the driver of the car... Right. They found amphetamines in the car. So, mm. like, fuck that guy. Yeah. It's like, uh, oh. Yeah. He's right. Like, it's a story is shaping up. Mm-hmm. This and, is
3: an awesome scene. Yes. Also.
2: Like, and another just like killer performance yeah. from this guy. Yeah. yeah.
3: Like, he's in an opium den, like, Mac comes to visit him, and he's, like, searching for him, looking through all these different guys, and he finds him, and, you know, Cullen's, like, high as a kite, and he's uh, offering Mac the pipe, and he's saying, sleep the sleep of angels, McLeod. Mac's kind of like, you know, what are you doing here? And also, the other thing, which is to Kyle's point, is he's like, you ran away from that fight. And I'm like, Really? that's a stance i feel like current mac wouldn't have like i don't know if he'd think running away from a fight is necessarily a wrong thing to do
2: no but it's like you ran away from the fight and left me there like that's a different i was yeah, gonna have yeah, to right. deal with that and this guy ended up being kind of chill about it surprisingly yeah. like initially i thought like oh like mac yeah, that, that would have been
1: a good had to
3: kill that guy because yeah.
1: that would have been a nice like seed to plant early on like this guy put Mac's life in danger because of his own actions. Yeah. So well, Mac had to face this guy.
3: I also took it that Colin had enough faith in Mac, although he didn't know Mac was going to be there. But he was like, oh, Mac can handle this guy.
2: Well, that's what he calls He's like, that was my gift to you. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs>
3: what? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so there's, a, yeah, there's a few things going on here. I didn't pick up on scene. that before, but this is yeah. great.
1: Very good. And his, uh, I feel like he really sells it. Like. Yeah. Oh, and he talks about why he does the drugs. This is why we get where we get his explanation yeah. He's like, I gotta like escape pain, and he's like, you don't ever want to be the best at anything. He's like, they just keep coming and yeah. coming for me.
3: Yeah. So like, Colin's afraid. He's yeah. like afraid to exist, basically.
1: Mm-hmm. So after this, we cut to uh, the present. We're in a where, like an abandoned warehousey place, and Colin is snorting a bunch of cocaine and meeting with this drug dealer.
2: Scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. This. <laughs> How is he doing the coke, Keith? How's he like? How does he physically get the coke into his
1: body? Uh, he takes fistfuls of it and shoves <laughs> it up his nose. <laughs> yeah. Like like that is not a joke. Like he literally <laughs> just is like. <sighs> yeah, his like face like,
3: is covered in it. Yeah, like, like
2: in other scenes where we see him doing coke, he just takes like his little finger and he's yeah, he's like, doing the gumming. He's like, sticking a little sniffle just a little sniffle of the coke and now he's just like just like you might as well just pac-man this yeah. <laughs> it's nuts and the guy's like "Who, hey, uh you know you're coming kind of one of my best customers i'd hate to see you croak uh,
1: i have a good constitution high threshold yeah uh, immortal a mortal question can immortals get addicted he clearly yes. <laughs> well obviously in this episode. <laughs> this show does all sorts of things. We're like, yeah, can't do that. Do we think, you can't have a super friends power rainbow? <laughs> do we think this checks out? Immortals getting addicted. I think so. Or since it's a, I mean, we had this. This is a very similar question to the alcohol thing. Yeah, like or drugs or to- like. Does this get flushed out? Like, is he dependent on this? I guess it makes sense that you could be. This guy is definitely addicted. <laughs> yeah, like definitely. Like, there's a different could
2: and should question, right? But like, this episode seems to answer yeah. the question. Yeah,
1: obviously. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not it's asking sh- this sh- question, sh- being like, I don't think he's really addicted.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he can quit anytime. <laughs> Immortality is just a, the excuse.
3: I can quit anytime I want. Like Michelle, this is another weird thread where the episode before she was like, I could do any drug I want.
1: And, and then, then, we, see going, and then yeah. we see it. And then we see it. And it's not pretty. Uh, nope. So, out of nowhere, have these like police officers these, bust in. There cops. are only two of them. <laughs> right. Two cops bust in. And they're yeah. not like, at first Why? in my notes, I wrote like some DEA guys come in. Nope. Nope. They are police they are officers. Cops. They're cops. Yeah. just cops. Uh, but whatever. And they just say, assume <laughs> the position. <laughs> the Darkness 37.
2: Assume the position.
1: I have a lot. <laughs> Go on, A <laughs> lot of questions yes. about
2: this. Lawyer Kyle? Okay. Hit me. So just what are these guys doing here man they're inside presumably yeah. like they can't see them doing the drugs at first i was like well is this drug dealer
3: oh is he a oh,
2: snitch yeah but no they c- he can't be because that is straight up entrapment like yeah that's why people talk about entrapment. like you can't have like a police officer breaking the law and getting you to break the law with him Like right, that's right. not clearly that can't work so like this guy is not informant like this guy was going to be arrested like everyone else and we see him later were they following him what was going on like there was no way they could see the exchange of drugs happen so what basis could they possibly have had to arrest these guys
1: well i mean that they have the drugs right
2: well why did they bust in and follow them and how would they know they had the drugs so you're saying the only way they would know they had the drugs was by searching them that's the only way they could determine that they had the drugs but they need probable cause and all these different things to search them. So where did that well, come is, from? Well,
1: is this like in a bit, don't you only need probable cause to like enter someone's, property so like this isn't their property so i mean perhaps it's trespassing so they're arresting them for trespassing that's our theory about what's going on here i, I don't, don't
3: know maybe, maybe like somebody it's crazy maybe somebody like saw them go into this abandoned building and called the cops and were like somebody blah, blah, blah. somebody trespassed right and, and then, then they, they showed like, up to
2: investigate with their guns drawn <laughs> yeah. with their guns drawn like they're clearly <laughs> yeah. showing up to bust a drug ring yeah. that's yeah. clearly what they are doing
3: but then why are there only two of them yeah they're like,
2: two
1: on two. Not yeah. good odds for the
3: cops. Oh, they're two drug guys, so just in two cops. You'll be fine. Yeah. I have six bullets in my gun. It's perfect. <laughs> there we go. None of this makes sense. <laughs> and Cullen fucks up one of them.
1: Yeah, and then starts taking bullets. Yeah. <laughs> he takes two bullets. Yeah. And not phased. Uh, both, I guess, because his immortality, and he's like in well, cocaine rage. When, oh, yeah. when his drug
2: yeah. dealer's like, Uh, like what the
1: fuck is this he's like
2: this is some good stuff (laughs) which i thought was hilarious like it's like the equivalent of like the mirror it's like the drug dealer equivalent of the miracle comment yeah
3: Yeah. oh
2: yeah uh
1: it's a miracle yeah
2: (laughs) oh yeah these are some very good drugs right one drugs please
1: (laughs) uh so he throws the one cop down the stairs Does even more cocaine. That's the scene. Uh, So then we cut back to the dojo. I just want to note, uh, there's like a wide shot of the dojo this time. And so like there are train tracks next to the dojo. Interesting. Yeah. Is it it actually on the wrong side of the tracks? Maybe.
3: This was weird because Richie's just like, oh yeah, Colin's here upstairs. I had to put him upstairs because he's high
1: as a kid. (laughs) Like what happened to their beef? I guess it's settled. That was the end of it. Lame... (laughs) Especially like, in in Cullen's like drug-addled murder rage, yeah. That you think that like Richie being like, dude, like you got to move you need to go, like upstairs. I'm forcibly taking you upstairs, and Cullen's just like, okay, yeah, like yeah. that. This would escalate this problem yeah. even more. Yeah, mm, good point, mm-hmm. good catch, Eamon. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Richie at this point mm-hmm. is talking to Mac about it. <laughs> Mac about Cullen. He's like, man, he's like, I don't think this guy's like your, this guy doesn't seem like your type. Yeah, I, I that gave me pause. I was like, not your type, not like criminals like you rich like you're a burglar like you gotta chill out a little bit and give him some slack no
2: no, i think he's making a perfectly fair comment here he's not saying like this guy is a scumbag because he's like a toughie or something like he's saying like this does not seem like your kind of guy like well i'm saying that does richie seem like max kind of guy well he also reformed richie like he took him under his wing and like made him other than he was. I suppose. Which is not the relationship he has with Cohen. Like, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, th- I, I didn't think this was an unfair comment for him to make.
1: I just think for Richie was, coming just, from uh, a place of doing illegal things and probably running with some rough crowds I mean, that this is a... We're dancing around what he's asking. He's asking,
2: he's like, why why do you like this guy? Like, right. Why are you friends with this guy? That's yeah, yeah. what he's asking. Yeah, yeah, like, that is. That is, that and that is I think true. he's like, that's a soft peddling way of asking the question.
1: I assume. I mean, this comes up a little later. Like, Richie is, I mean, this is a clip we played at the top of the episode mm. a little later. Like, Richie is, by necessity, the story needs to have, like, an other angle to this. And it's like, well, mm. Max, the one who's like, we can help him. And so the story's like, well, how about we have another character that says we can not help him? And this would often happen with, like, Tess. Like, where mm. Tess would be like berating a mentally ill person in the Mm. beast blowing like why did why did he attack you it's like because he's mentally handicapped that's why (laughs) uh like cut him some slack like i feel like richie's maybe the wrong character in some ways to be so much like oh like this guy's an asshole like you know he's so
2: physically attacked him and tried to kill him with his car so he's like
1: but I feel I like Richie might see where this goal-less. is all coming from. It's like I've seen other people go down this path. Like, you know, I don't know what character would be the naysayer in this situation to be. But like- it's
2: not like Richie knows the drug plot or anything like that. Right That's unknown Oh I guess That's so. unknown even to Mac really
3: at this point like, Well Rich-
1: Richie knows he's on drugs Cause he says he's high as a kite in this situation Right But he doesn't know I guess he doesn't know The history Mac, of it Mac and
3: Cullen's like history
1: Yeah Yeah. Alright But okay. yeah uh, Mac and Cullen He goes upstairs to confront Cullen about this whole situation They have a pretty good conversation I think about The meaning of life This shit's good man This shit's real good
0: I'm trying to remember who you used to be There wasn't a better source than in all of you Or a better friend don't pity me, McLeod. One day it'll be you. Can't keep your nerve forever. Always looking over your shoulder for a guy with a sword. <laughs> it's easier just to let go. Immortality isn't one long fancy match. What about all the times we've had, all the things we've seen? I forgot. We're the lucky ones. I'd trade it all. Admit <laughs> We don't get to choose. Is it worth less because it's longer? Longer. We could lose our heads tomorrow. There can be only one. What kind of immortality is that?
1: Nobody knows how long we have. A week, a year, a century. We either live it or we throw it away.
0: Don't lecture me.
1: It's my life that's right it is but when you slam your car into a bus you don't die other people do that's mine not anymore
0: you don't think i don't know what you're doing i'm trying to save your life right you figure without the drugs you can take me well try it i'm still the toughest son of a bitch on the block you're wrong right here right now
3: Ooh.
2: that uh the performance is like seeing it the audio is good yeah but like yeah. Visually, they're both, like, working real hard. That's good like, stuff. It's excellent. Good also, script. all I could think was, like, he's an 80s baseball player who's, like, yeah. get going on uppers before yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. before a game. Definitely. This is, like, a better Studies in Light. Yeah. It's, sim- it's like, very similar. It is similar. They're, like, tapping into different things. But it's yeah. both about, like, immortals who, like, can't keep up with the stress of immortality. Right. And, like, Studies in Light is good. I feel like they can both exist. But I agree that this is just ultimately better.
1: Yeah, they're they're doing like the opposite thing. Like, uh, what, was, what was the guy's name in Studies in Life? Gregor. Gregor, Gregor, the immortal Gregor. Like he was like thrill seeking, right? Like he was he was doing the opposite. He was like, I was feel he... dead inside, so I'm doing He's, all these yeah He's crazy just, like, stunts to like feel like... alive. But yeah, he was yeah. a nihilist. Uh, but this guy's like just giving up.
2: Gregor wasn't like afraid to be alive. Right, He was just, like, didn't see the point anymore. Like, yeah. this guy, like, the stress is too much for him.
3: That's what's something I'm curious about. Are people still challenging him
2: today? Don't know. Yeah. Unclear. And yeah. it seems like he's, because he knows he's not that good anymore, he's, like, resorting to these, like, weird tactics to right tip the scales. Like, that's why he's trying to, like, run Richie down with his car.
1: Right. Yeah. He's compounded his own problem. Like, he started getting scared because people kept coming after him, so he started running from fights. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, by not fighting he has become not practiced anymore he's not he's not
2: a great fighter yeah anymore. he's
1: n- no longer at the top of his game so now then when people do come for him he's even worse and has to yeah you know, like this is this is a problem that keeps feeding itself
3: and like mac is like really in this scene he's like you can tell he's he kind of doesn't know what to do in a way and he's just kind of like pacing back and forth and it's like really like uh like I want to help you and you're not letting me right. or something. So
1: after that, this That moment when he gets choked up and it's
2: like
3: I, yeah. Yeah, that's
2: good. This Sorry is so that.
1: good. So good. Oh, and also there's like a little tidbit like that uh perhaps that Cullen is like under the impression that the drugs help him. He's yeah. like, You don't you don't want me to be on drugs because I'll be better like you know that's how good I am. Like oh yeah, take the drugs and be like stronger because of it. It's like, ah, you're so delusional. Yeah. Um
3: that was a weird bit. Yeah. Which I, I didn't quite understand. Like
1: I kind of get it. Like, I think yeah. he thinks he's fine on the drugs. Like, mm-hmm. he's like that. Even makes me stronger than I am. Colin leaves, and then Anne calls on the phone. Uh, and this is even really good because Anne has, like interrupted this like very emotional moment for Mac, and it's like, "Oh, are we on for dinner?" And Mac has to like collect Rally. himself. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like, "Uh, y- yeah, yeah. I just was saying goodbye to a friend." And yeah. in my notes, I have like frowny face. on like this yeah. made me like really sad. I yeah. was like, "This is this is great." Yeah, double meaning. Yeah, very good stuff. Uh, So then we cut downstairs. Mac has gotten ready for his date. He's looking suave. He's not wearing, uh, like, that date he had with that, what was it, uh... Was it a reporter in season two where he put on like his. In Warmonger. In Warmonger.
2: Puts on the vest over a t shirt. He puts t-shirt. on a vest yeah,
1: yeah. over a white <laughs> t shirt. uh He actually puts on like a proper jacket. He has like a sweater on or it's something. It's still like
2: an obnoxious 90s jacket right. that's way too big and it drives me insane, but like it's okay.
1: uh But I'm loving all this Richie dialogue with Mac. He's like, oh, like where are you headed to? He's like going on a date. Like uh it's very fun. I don't yeah. know. I thought it was funny. It it's like great. Mac like, kind of gets in his face yeah. too. It's yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, you can still feel the tension from the previous scene.
1: Yeah. But i think this is all really funny and he's like oh should i like stay up for you (laughs) this is really fun it's like it's okay because richie's just like cleaning up the dojo uh and i don't know like this is the richie i love like because i'm guilty of this i think we all are guilty of this like shitting on richie uh as being like this dopey shitty character richie is not like i do love richie richie's a great character in this show it's this richie that's a great character in the show like they have it's like fun loving kind of ribbing earnest earnest right and like this, this also like Eamon, I think you mentioned in one of our last podcasts, like we, we were talking about uh, it must have been um the revolutionary, where we say goodbye to Charlie. And like right. one of the great things about Charlie was that he was like a peer mm-hmm. where Richie was like a student. And these sort of interactions with Richie feel better. Like it's like this doesn't feel like this feels this like he's his pal. Like, like yeah, this is These guys to like the are Charlie best friends. And yeah. it's like yeah. they're they're peers in this situation. And so this is this is the good stuff about Richie that I love. And yeah. like Richie also as stoic as Mac is, a lot of the times, Richie's the opposite. And yeah. that's a really nice thing to see those things kind of play with each other so anyway yeah. kudos to stan kirsch kudos to finally seeing an emergence of like a better like the the better version of richie yeah that this right. show deserved <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah this guy writes his speeches <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah not that richie so we cut to joe's what do we all think of this scene uh,
3: uh, <laughs> uh... did anybody notice how they walk in no just kidding <laughs> but uh they, like, rent out Joe's for a date or whatever?
1: I guess so. I'll talk about some behind-the-scenes stuff later. This Ugh. is, like, the outlier scene in this whole episode, I feel like. It feels like it's from a different episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so they, they both are talking, like... Why don't they go to a restaurant? They're First off, they're going to Joe's. Period. Like, what? This place seems like kind of a dump. <laughs> it's a, di- it's they were going a dive, out dive blues. bar. They were, they were yeah. going out to dinner. So what were they going to order? Nachos and jalapeno poppers? <laughs> what was this dinner that they're going to? Like, what? really I'm assuming great first impression, Joe.
3: Matt cooked something. Some At Joe's? At Joe's? Yeah, He's I back in with no, fryer?
1: Nah. <laughs> Matt smells like fryer grease. <laughs> Always.
2: That's his fragrance. Uh, Guys, I'm just curious. Um, which entrance do you think they came in?
1: God damn it. <laughs> we won't uh, let's not talk about that because (laughs) in some ways there's two answers but (laughs) but in a truer sense there's only one
3: (laughs) Uh, there can be only one
1: entrance to joe's bar it's like going to joe's one the food cannot be anything to write home about right by renting out the whole place like there's not even music playing like the appeal to going to joe's I and can it's see like being like, the music. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, let me show you this like
2: fun, cool hang that I go to. That's like, my boy, he takes good care of us. Like, love, yeah, and love, you, love, can, love yeah, a great you can time. look cool
3: because the owner's like, oh, Mac, yeah. who are He's you? He's like, wing
2: for you while you're wearing your like, shitty velvet yeah. 90s gra- <laughs> dress. Fucking hate that dress.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> good yeah. God. But and, and then there would be music playing. There is none of that. In yeah. fact, Mac goes behind the bar to put on... Smooth jazz MIDI music, like there is more. <laughs> Got to put on that MIDI city. There's more MIDI music. Also, I feel like we've said uh, we've said MIDI a lot, haven't we? Uh, I don't know if everyone knows what MIDI is. MIDI is a acronym for Musical Instrument Digital Interface, and it is a fairly crude. I mean, it's and I shouldn't say crude, but it's, it's better now. Oh yeah, I mean, it's an older style of uh, you, you would plug a keyboard into a computer, and you would hit a key, and it would trigger a sound on the computer that are pre-programmed. I mean, like uh, samples are done very much in the same way. Midi's similar, a little different, Mm -hmm. Uh, but that's how it is. There's digital saxophones, all this sort of stuff. They're very cool, Uh, but that's what we're talking about. So it's like digital music that we're listening to, like samples of saxophones. And it's like, is this the music again that exists not on earth? But on Zeiss, this is Zeistian. Oh, Zeistian tune. This is the best of Zeist. This is this is what we're listening. <laughs> yeah. to. Zeist's greatest hits. Yeah, sure, I think so. Is. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Or maybe him. when Connor came from Zeist to Earth, he like forgot some Zeistian CDs, <laughs> and somebody found them and it influenced the history of music.
1: Oh, he tainted the timeline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's they toast I mean. to out of court settlements. Uh, they have this entire yeah. date basically a standing. Person, life is out of court settlements. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> they have this whole date standing behind this table, for the most yeah. part. And then they dance to mm-hmm. MIDI music, which is pretty good. And then, I guess, her beeper goes off. Yeah. And she's like, gotta go.
3: And uh, Lindsay seems to, like, want to fucking jump Max Bones in this scene. Yeah. Which, I mean, who can blame her? Am I right? <laughs>
1: All right, so a little behind-the-scenes info on how why this scene is so weird. This is a reshoot, which they almost never do on this show. We might explain the scene, but... This originally took place still at Joe's on the roof. And oh. so Mac had arranged kind of like rooftop dining. There's lights. There's candles. This is all filmed, obviously. And it was because of the way they had to do it. It was kind of in the daytime because the lighting costs and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it did not work. The lighting was weird. The sound was completely unusable. The wind was way too strong. So they would have to re-ADR like ADR the entire scene. Uh, so, at the end of the day, they were like, this is a disaster. We're just going to do it inside. So, they had them come back. Like, she's like, she's even wearing a whole different outfit in the original version of it. I assume a better outfit. Than purple with a purple background. You know, <laughs> a yeah. Yeah. Vel- purple velvet. Velvet, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> 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 anyway, that's Stop. what's going on here. So, she leaves, and right away, the buzz. Good timing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lucky timing. Mm-hmm. So, Cullen comes in swinging through the bottom door, right? Yeah, Yeah. The only door. He comes in through the only door. I can't wait to hear your apology later. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> It'll never happen, but go ahead. <laughs> all right. So there's a fight. This is pretty down and dirty. They're all punching each other and whatnot. Uh, but Mac quickly kind of, I don't want to say dispatches, but he bests yeah. Colin. It's easy. Yeah. Yeah, he he he's, not, he's
2: not good anymore. No.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, Mac has got like a sword to his neck, and yep. he's, I guess, contemplating killing him. Yeah. Uh, in my notes, I have he should absolutely kill him because Cullen is wearing a shark tooth necklace. And it's like, uh uh-uh, uh, yeah. buddy, See ya. He's done with that.
3: Which he started wearing in San Francisco. What? He still has it. In wow. the flashback in the opium
1: den. I did not notice that.
3: Yep, I noticed it, and I was like, that's weird. <laughs> Were those a thing? He started that trend. <laughs> yeah, he started it. But Mac's like, you know, I won't do this again, basically. yeah, I don't remember loses. what he exactly says. but yeah.
1: yeah. We cut back to the dojo, and Mac comes in from his date. I guess Richie's a little surprised. surprised. We finally get a yep.
2: indication of what Richie does. Some real world building here. Oh,
1: yeah,
3: he's like doing
2: accounting or something. He's
1: managing Account- the dojo.
2: Yeah. yeah. Rodhog Ryan's an accountant. That's right.
1: That's right. Uh so Mac can clearly count on his business closing in a few months. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh Richie's staying up late, taking it seriously, growing yep. up.
2: He's becoming a mature. He just need to manage the place of managing it.
1: But Richie's, I guess, critical. He's like, oh, did you kill Colin? No, and Mac's yeah. like, well, it's because it's he's it's the drugs that are doing this. It's not Colin Colin's not a bad person. Right. The drugs are making him a bad person.
2: So we get another flashback to that opium den. Yeah. Colin's right. having a major freak out. Yeah. I mean, he just has some nerd like Pinned In, up with yeah. like his sword against his throat. Yep. So he's like freaking out.
3: He thinks
1: this guy tried to kill him.
2: For a second, I thought Lazlo was going to come back. Spoiler alert! That's the last time you see that Dirtman. <laughs> dirtman. <laughs> dirtman. <laughs>
1: uh, so Mac talks him down. Yeah, he and negotiates. cools the whole thing out. Uh, and but again, we we see like Cullen's like paranoia. He's like everybody's coming to get me. Like they're all after me. So this thing is like really manifested itself. His fear of you know people chasing him.
2: You know he talks him down, and Cullen's like. Help me, yeah. Help me, and I guess he doesn't. Yeah, like, I don't. Not, yeah, I don't right? know what happens. I, like, I, don't know I don't know if Mac, Mac helps him but, temporarily. Like, and... Mac let him down then, and like, <laughs> oh, boy, kind of lets him down again. I didn't think about yeah.
1: that. That he asked for help, and
2: I, I, I mean, I assume Mac tries, but like, yeah, I, I, we don't know what happens, but it's not good. Whatever no, like, it is, Mac doesn't prevent <laughs> the worst from happening. This downward spiral
1: continues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We cut back to the present, and Richie is questioning how good of a person cullen is yeah mac this is the clip at the top of the episode that we've referenced earlier that cullen used to be a good guy and it all depends on like the people you meet in your life like that's these are these critical moments that like shape who you are and it's like well what if i never met you richie or tessa in the script they mentioned darius and i'm surprised they cut it uh that seems like a good way to incorporate him back into this but
3: yeah that's weird
1: yeah isn't it uh but this is all a very i think it's a really good scene and
2: richie's like well i know who i would have been if i hadn't met you mac i'd be dead, yeah, yeah. But then uh, Cohen's uh, meeting up with his drug dealer buddy again.
1: Yeah, we're in some like garage or wherever they are. Get off! Uh, get off! <laughs> get off! This guy's name's Harry, by the way, the drug dealer. Drug dealing, Harry. Harry,
2: Harry and the Hendersons. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, we never... Go go away. We didn't post that clip. We never posted that clip on Facebook. We hate you. (laughs) Oh, Good. So he gets some, like, crystal meth. He's really, He's, like, like, taking everything. He's He's got everything.
3: He's getting that biker crank. He's getting... (laughs)
1: Uh, so he's he's like really
3: rough with him
1: (sighs) yeah like also steals his van harry is a van yeah well he does all the crystal meth right away and he's like there's no more like he's in like bane mode he's like i need more drugs like my note on this scene was like man they needed a drugs consultant
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) because like between him just doing fistfuls of it, it's like that's so inefficient you just snorted like five grand
3: worth of coke (laughs) (laughs) and he just does one vial and like that (laughs) drug dealer just has that i don't know how drug works but (laughs)
1: <laughs> I don't know how drugs work.
2: Well, I mean, you you generally want to be careful about the volumes that you carry with you because oh, there's, boy. A, well, there's like volume-based presumptions. Because mm. like one of the main things you get caught on in Pennsylvania, they call it quid, P- possession with intent to deliver. Right. Which is different than possession. And there's a pretty ironclad inference that can be drawn based on the amount of drugs on your person that if you have X amount, you are trying to sell it. And that turns it...
1: Extra jail time.
2: That makes it like a pretty serious felony right at that point so you know you got to be careful about the amount you have on you
1: there we go so we cut back to the loft mac is sadly eating like some penne cream sauce and vegetables <laughs> he's like picking at it <laughs> i i had to note what he was eating <laughs> sorry but uh he gets a call and it's Colin. and Colin is like shivering and crying on the other end and i guess asking for help he wants mac to come and get him he can't drive and i was like oh i know this is heartbreaking it's really heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, so then we cut later. Mac shows up at this parking lot. Extra heartbreaking because it's bullshit. But yeah. So at first, like, this parking lot looks pretty cool. I think, like, when they cut to it, it's like really stark looking. Like, it's just a simple parking lot, but it's, I don't know, sets the mood. So Mac's calling for Brian. And then Brian, who's gotten in Harry's, drug dealing Harry's van, and like drives it at Mac. Yeah. There's a lot
3: of this. This feels yeah. really padded. I don't this know is, why this is, is boring, happening.
1: man. He's like, you're going to run your kilt off or whatever. Uh,. It's just going on and on and on and it. on and on. Yeah, this could have been 5 seconds worth of driving. Yeah. But inevitably, yeah. Mac jumps on, like, the hood of the van for some reason. I don't know what that's really gaining him. I'm like, what's the plan of jumping on the hood? Like, Someone uh, just thought it was visually interesting. Yeah. So did it. The van gets driven, like, into a wall, right. I guess. And Mac thrusts his sword, like, through the windshield into Cullen's chest. But then gets pinned by the van right. up yeah. against some pipes. So they're both,
2: like, fucked at the yeah. start of this fight. Uh, this... Which then proceeds to be, like, the most, like... I was just use
1: the word lackluster. I don't mean to say, like, the fight is bad. But it's, like, a shit show. This fight yes, is yes. just a fucking travesty. This is travesty. in stark contrast to our last episode, which was very choreographed, very, yeah. f- like, fast. It was, it was really flashy. It was great. This feels actually kind of more authentic to what a fight might be. Yeah, like, yeah. this is, like,
2: two savage, tired, like, yeah. injured people, like, doing everything they can to stay on their feet.
3: Yeah. Max hit by a car, slammed it to some pipes. So he's, like, fucked. <laughs> and then Cullen has a sword through his gut and also crashed. Yeah. So, like, they're both trying to, like, get up. Before the other one does, yeah. And Mac like,
1: loses his sword for a while because yeah. Cullen like throws it over this like fence. There's like yeah. this kind of
3: it's like a fenced off weird pipe area. Yeah, there's something. like a heater
1: and stuff there. Yeah, uh, so he throws it over that. So Mac ends up fighting with like a lug nut wrench or whatever yeah. for a car. Uh, Which is kind of cool. But yeah, this is like Savage. This is really brutal. Yeah, Yeah, like Savage
2: is exactly what it is. And they can just like the resorting to like the improvised weapons and like the fighting with the tire iron and like the way they're just like both constantly falling
1: over. And they even cut apparently. There's filmed... Footage of, like, extra violence. Uh, When they were cutting this all together, they were like, this is too violent. So, at some point, Mac... As opposed to all the sword fighting that they do? Well, no, no, yeah. Well, there was extra stuff. So, when Mac, Mac at some point, climbs over this fence to, like, retrieve his sword sword on the other side. That Cohen tosses over there. When he's coming down the fence, he's still holding on to it. Cullen comes at him and stabs him again through the fence, like through his gut. And they were like, This is too much (laughs) violence. Like, TV is not going to deal with this well. Well,
3: Cullen lands a blow on Max's
1: neck. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Like a big cut on his neck. And Max's just like, Shit. This is the most violent. The yeah. thing we've seen on the show, maybe. Really? I think. I don't know. I it's mean how much savage. stabbing and like also this show doesn't show blood too much. Like I, right. I that was the thing we mentioned in the first season, I remember. It's like I, I feel like Mac got shot or something, and we're like, is this the first time we've seen blood on this show? Like they've they yeah. tried to shy away from it. It's like they're clearly getting more into that realm. Anyway, it's interesting. This is really intense. Yeah. So Cullen climbs this fence and I'm not entirely sure how this move works, but like Cullen jumps down and Mac is able to chop his head off. I read
3: this that Cullen paused cullen to me let Matt kill him
2: really well i agree that
3: cullen wanted mac to kill him but did he actually stop himself from to enable it there was a scene where like cullen's at the top of the fence and mac is on the ground and they both kind of like look at each other yeah like there's a weird pause and then cullen jumps down and Mm. i think that was like cullen being like all right this is it.
1: Do we think that's the crux of this whole fight and in, in general? Like when Cullen called Mac, did do we think he ever wanted help? Do we think that he? I don't think he, he never wanted was help. help but. That he wanted, but he that he wanted to instigate something to get Mac to kill him. That's yes. how
3: I'm reading it. Yeah, mm, interesting. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And this is a
2: suicide play.
1: Wow. So Mac wins this fight. Um, yeah. yeah. Either
2: intentionally or unintentionally,
1: right? And so then we get a quickening that's. I don't know. It's a little interesting. It it reminded me a little of the quickening in Ceno Evil, a little fish floppy. Yeah. Uh, Like, Mac is, like, on his knees, a lot of undulating, flopping around. So is the ultimate weapon in Highlander now a tire iron? Yes. The tire iron (laughs) is now in the mix. We've got coat. We've got pipe. We've got sword, obviously. And we've got tire iron. Or is tire iron a a
2: permutation of pipe?
1: Oh, good point. Yeah, I think that's pipe-like. That is just a variation on pipe. Yeah. It's like... Pipe plus. Like, pipe, pipe it's plus. It's like four pl- pipes. Yeah. Pipe plus. Pipe, pipe plus. <laughs> Solid as a pipe. Uh, but this is like, aside from maybe the slightly goofy quickening of like undulating around, uh, this is like emotional. Like, Mac, we then like cut to Mac, like sitting against the fence, like crying. And I'm yeah. just like, man. God damn it. Like another friend, man. Well, this another is the friend. first time like well he's killed a number of friends on this show. A number. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but this is the first time I felt like this was I don't know, this like hit me. I was like, man, this sucks. Like when yeah. he killed Gabriel Zone Patone, I was like, nah, fuck Gabriel, he's an I th- asshole. I thought he did a good yeah.
2: job selling that one, but I was not invested in Patone. No. I'm invested yeah. in Cullen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, AP yeah, a- the- a- a- did a good yeah. job selling it. You're right. Yeah, like that but it was AP's performance that made you care about Patone. Here, I think AP does fine, but I think it's the quality of the Cullen character and the really good writing around that and the excellent performance that you get from that character really is what seals that
1: mm-hmm. yeah so the day of this episode we cut to the hospital and max just kind of hanging out outside waiting for ann Lindsay to come out and he's uh, pretty glum yeah <laughs> this, is a, this is a real like downer of an ending yeah uh i mean like he's like all bummed out he's like well she comes out first and she's like oh, i'm sorry i thought i'd get out earlier mr date and he's like yeah i thought i'd get out you know earlier too sorry i've screwed it up and then it's kinda it. And it's just like yeah. uh and it's Aww. like Oh, then she's like, oh, I'll buy you breakfast Because like, like he bought her breakfast for having a real shitty night, which was nice of him. And then I guess the implication is like Mac had a real bummer of a night and it's like, yeah. I'll buy you breakfast. It's like, Yeah, I need it. Yeah, like, that stone
2: cold bummer of killing your friend. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I'm like, I'm a little torn on what the end of, the end of the episode like. Part of me wishes like some of the themes are wrapped up a little more. It's not a thematic ending. No, it's emotional, but though. but it's like it does deliver. It's like this is a bummer of an episode. Yeah. Like wh- what was the episode with like best friends forever? Was it was that was Gabriel patone, I think. No, you sure? Oh, were they're on the the boat together. Yeah,
3: that, I'm pretty sure that. Oh is. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And like Richie and Mac are just like uh, hanging out, and the the best friends forever theme plays, and it's like oh you killed your friend. Oh okay, ha ha, and they they just giggle and. And it's like and freeze frame, and it's like, oh, that was the end of the episode? Like you just killed your friend. Yeah. This episode, like, while not tying up a lot of the thematic threads, like delivers thematic or delivers uh, emotionally, because it's like Mac killed his friend, Anne had to deal with a like a bus full of dead people. This is a bummer. Like no one's having a good day. Yeah, this really kind of just is like, ugh, at the end of the episode. So I appreciate that, which is good.
3: This is a, a highlight for me.
1: Yeah, this is a really good... This is a good episode. Guys, do you want to make ourselves feel
2: better with a game?
3: This is the Best Friends Forever ending of our podcast.
2: All right, good. Guys, we've played this game before. It's the aptly named Quickening Fire, where I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Sometimes the question will be repeated. Oh, I like this. Yeah, sometimes I'll be inviting you to invent a detail that is not present Inventing. Uh, in the episode itself. So you'll have to do a little improv improvising. Improvisation.
3: Improvisation.
2: Other times though, I'll just be asking you a factual question to which you will need to give the correct answer. Can it's we you-
1: improvise a fact? Yeah.
2: Yeah, cool. yeah, you said in, yes. Yeah, that's now administration.
1: <laughs> <laughs> improvised facts. Check out the facts or the improvised facts. facts. <laughs> yep. <Yo. laughs>
2: oh,
3: so you should be able to tell the
2: difference and if you can't you'll just lose. Right. Um, what?
3: I call this game Reveal How Dumb Amen Really Is.
2: <laughs> That's actually also what I call it.
3: Yeah. So get ready
2: to play <laughs> How Dumb Amen Really Is. There we go. You guys ready? Yes. Yep. Let's rock. Keith, finish this line. The pipes the pipes are calling from the the mountain side? No. Just forgot from Glen to Glen down the mountainside. That's right. Oops. Glen to Glen, baby. Glen Beck. uh, Eamon, in the flashback involving the wagon, what country are Mac and Cohen riding through? Switzerland. That is
3: correct. In your face,
1: motherfucker.
2: (laughs) Keith, how did Zoltan Laszlo get so dirty? Uh, He was just
1: getting cooled off in the mud. Eamon, how did Zoltan Laszlo get so dirty? He was prospecting for gold. Keith. In the hypothetical battle
2: between Richie, Ryan, and Cullen, describe the final moment.
1: Uh, he slaps Cullen, and then he has sex with the other immortal, uh, Michelle, from the other episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Cullen doesn't die, Richie, Ryan, just slaps <laughs> he him?
2: He
3: just slaps him. Eamon, how does that fight end? Uh, Cullen, um, in his drug-addled state, gets his sword trapped in between two pipes, and Richie chops his head off with Mac... Busting in at the last minute and seeing Richie accept Cullen's quickening.
2: I'm only giving this one to Amon because that was a much better answer. But Eamon yeah. didn't finish yours because after that he And then after that, se-
3: Richie fucks Michelle.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. You yeah. did it. He doesn't get her pregnant either because uh, they're
2: both barren. Keith, what's, what's the name of the main character in AMC's Hell on Wheels?
1: Uh, that, the, the guy guest stars in it, and I don't know. I've never seen that show.
2: All right, Eamon, what's the name <laughs> of the main character in AMC's Hell on Wheels? Uh, Zachary. Cullen Bohannon. You both get it wrong. Are you fucking kidding me? His name's Cullen? His first name is Are Cullen. Are you
1: serious? Yeah, that's why I wrote it as an answer. Dude, wow. uh, who was it? The guy in the last episode? One, one of. The, wait, is this guy in Hell on Wheels? Is that it? I feel like we've not talked about this. One of the guest stars in the past three episodes is on Hell on Wheels. Uh, oh, wow. And it might be this guy. I don't know about that. I'm uh, 90% so.
2: sure it's this guy. All I know is the main character of Hell on Wheels is a former Confederate officer, Cullen Bohannon. Wow. Uh, oh. So you can both suck it. Uh, anyway, Keith, what judge issued the warrant for the raid that broke up Cullen's drug deal? Obviously, Judge Judy. She takes no shit from nobody. <laughs> yeah, who's the judge, Amon? Judge Dredd. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Keith, how many fistfuls of Coke does Cullen need to take to beat Mac? Three. Eamon? Twelve. Okay, that's an OD right there. Okay, <laughs> noting that. Keith, finish the tagline to this movie. One. There I, can be only one. I, I didn't finish the question yet. Could have disqualified. Been... No. Disqualified. Eamon! No! What is no, the tag to this movie? I wanna do Tire it! Tire
3: iron, colon.
2: Ugh.
3: <laughs> this tires iron for a Nope.
2: Okay. No. Oh, Keith, wow. you
3: get your chance. Tire iron,
2: colon.
1: One. It's still the same <laughs> answer. It still makes sense. You both lose. <laughs> oh, my God. That sucked. Yeah, that was really bad. That was a softball. <laughs> God right. damn it. This podcast
3: is going to get kicked. Right, while
1: the iron's hot, Keith. all right? Fine. Oh, That's oh. what it is. All right, that would good. have been a good one. Yeah. Too,
2: too bad you said it now. Keith, what's a better name for this episode?
1: Uh, ooh. Ah, f- Fuck.
2: That's a bad name. Eamon, what's a better name for this episode? Fear. I don't know if that's better, but it's at least a real answer. All right. Hey, who's your congressman?
1: Oh, uh, oh, uh, Eamon. Hold No, 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 Eamon,
3: who's your congressman? Is it Tom Wolf? He's your governor. God damn it. All right. This is what I was talking about. Hold
1: on, hold on, hold on! I'm no, drunk. Is this
3: the same answer
1: as last week? This is the same question, question. as last time. Oh, yeah, shit. we took a break. I'm blasted right now. Hold <laughs> on! It is shh 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 shh. This is embarrassing. This is awful. I'm, I'm gonna keep <laughs> asking this question until <laughs> you guys get it right. I so. got it right last time. <laughs> kind of. I was late on it. I answered the wrong congressman from a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier. Ah, fuck.
3: But this right here,
1: the winner is Amen. Oh,
2: oh. suck it. <laughs> Welcome back to the Winner's Circle. I'm Eamon. back.
3: Thank you, Kyle. You're I
2: welcome. That. Thank
3: that's... you for pointing out <laughs> basic knowledge that I don't know.
2: <laughs> and that's how you play Quickening Fire. Wow.
1: That game brought up a very interesting point about this episode's title, which is a thing I was, had been thinking about. I hmm. thought about it for a while as well. I was like, why is this episode called Courage? Uh, well, Bill Panzer had a uh, little bit to say about it. I won't play the clip, but he talked about the the reason it's called Courage is because the character Cullen, he was, like, constantly faced with these challengers. And he was like, oh, I got to, like... He had to be courageous to keep facing them over and over and over again. And, like, how long can you be courageous? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I think it's a little bit lost in, like, the theme of the episode, like this yeah. idea of courage. Uh, but I think he's right. Like, that's obviously what causes this breakdown. Uh, but then Bill Panzer said something very interesting in his interview describing uh this on the dvd extras he's like oh well colin had to be very courageous to battle all these people through time in the end he says but in the end he was a coward and had to be put down like a dog whoa (laughs) what and i was like holy shit like i don't know that's a that's That's a little much that's a bit much much, right uh Mm -hmm. i don't know about that uh but i i do agree i i feel like i don't know if those themes are carried through Uh, also
3: like is he like judging this character who like broke down after like an inordinate amount of time of being like pursued by people wanting to murder you i mean i feel like that experiences like anyone's horror (laughs) yeah this guy's life's a nightmare
1: oh yeah it
2: sure is and i that would have been a better that would have been a pretty good episode yeah yeah i mean you could have given that answer what was the answer
1: nightmare oh nightmare okay yeah that's okay uh, but yeah, Bill, Bill, Bill William Panzer Bill. Uh, went on to talk about like, how people are courageous in our everyday lives, you know, whether they're firefighters, policemen. If they serve in any war, it's like you have to serve that war for X amount of time. But this guy is doing it for 500, 600 years. And it's like that is rough stuff. Yeah. It's a constant PTSD. Right. But also that's part of the kind of moral argument with Mac, uh, I feel like, in this episode. Because Mac is like, well, he's like, everyone keeps coming for me. He's like, my whole life is like a duel. I guess Cullen says, or whatever. Uh, but Mac is like, well, what about the other times? Like, what about when we were friends and we had all these, like, great moments? It's like, it's not a constant, duel. There's all these other moments in between that. And it's about how you kind of, I guess, rationalize that. I mean, I feel like that's maybe the David Abramowitz, I don't want to say necessarily moral question, but, like, more global, interesting question. It's like, how do you rationalize your life that is full of good moments and bad moments Do you want to define them by their bad moments or do you want to define them by their good moments? And I think that's a a very interesting thing in in this episode.
2: The immortality gives you this gift of time in a certain sense, but it also gives you this added cost of, like, stress and fear Mm -hmm. and, like, looming violence that most people don't experience. That's all interesting stuff.
3: I mean, I guess, like, the themes of this episode maybe don't carry through as well as they could.
1: I I think the themes of the episode do carry through pretty well. I just don't know if this idea of courage carries through. Like, I feel like that's another theme that's underlying in this yeah like it's
2: not the theme and that also implies that he's not courageous you know what i mean like it that there's so much implied judgment in the title that like if only cohen were like a little bit better he would have escaped this fate and that i feel like that sells him short hmm? like that sells the complexity and the horror and the drama and the difficulty of this just
3: like just stops it a little short well, this is another thing where Colin does something like awful in colliding with that bus and like killing innocent people. And also to a lesser extent, like pitch- picking a fight with Richie and like hounding him. Mm-hmm. Where it's like Colin could have been more sympathetic if he maybe didn't do these two things.
2: Yeah. I like the bus point, honestly. Like, I kind of liked that. I know I'm normally the one trying to make these characters like less quote unquote evil but like it's like a weird expression of like these suicidal tendencies and he's Mm -hmm. like just like lost his grip and i think it works here because it doesn't like reek of intention like he doesn't want to hurt those people that's not why he does it
1: he wants to hurt himself
2: right he's on this like self-destructive track and he's like lost the ability to appreciate the way that adversely affects other people yeah and i think that's a richer moral environment And that's
1: precisely what a lot of drug use is about, too. I mean, that's, you know, it's like, well, I'm doing this to myself. And it's like, you don't realize what it's doing to other people. Like, you hurt your friends and family and loved ones. So I think it directly correlates to that. And I think that's good stuff.
2: Personally, the things that would have taken this episode over the top for me wouldn't have been called Courage. I'm not 100% sure what it would have been called, but not that. Um, Because to me, that skews the way you're supposed to view these characters in a way that I think makes it less, not more interesting. But I think the ultimate fight is with Richie because – and, like, Mac is there and he witnesses it. And, like, his emotional struggle comes not from the fact that he killed Cullen but from the fact that he failed Cullen. Mac still has, like, a rich emotional experience from it and, like – Richie also has to square the fact that he killed somebody who's like on a self-destructive path. He's maybe judging him, but he's like, not sure. Like he maybe still carves out the kind of extreme position, but you can sense his uncertainty. Mm-hmm. That like he knows that maybe this is not an evil man. This is a fallen man. This is a man who's a shadow of himself. He's come into conflict with, and he ultimately takes his life, but he's going to be haunted by it as well. I think that's a richer experience. A, a richer experience. Because it's
3: with Richie. That's yeah. right. I mean, do- the, the Richie thread kind of just falls
2: through uh, yeah if not there just needs to be a resolution of that plot line yeah because that just vanishes like yeah. Richie yeah. they have this conversation and Richie's just never seen he's never even seen in the episode at the end like no it's not even like he has the conversation the denouement of the episode is with Richie where they like unpack the experience and maybe Richie tries to console him and Mac is unconsolable like it doesn't even resolve in that
1: way the Richie plot goes nowhere so we should take a listen to the director of this episode who has a lot of thoughts on the kind of drug uh, PSA vibes of this episode. This is pretty good stuff.
0: I think you could describe it in one way as an anti-drug episode. It was certainly made during the just say no kind of era. And if you, if you think back to many of the anti-drug episodes of various uh, series that you saw in that time, they sucked. And the reason they sucked is because they were moralizing, they were preaching, and you had these characters who... You saw the net effect of drugs on them all the time. You saw how horrible it is to take drugs, how stupid it is, how you'd have to be an idiot to take drugs, etc., etc. And our kids will watch that and they'll go, well, that, that's bullshit. I mean, when I take drugs, I feel great. I'm thinking some of them will say. They'll say, where's the good part? That's what I think the brilliance, and I I wouldn't hesitate at all to call it brilliance in this script, is they allowed Cullen to show what the attraction is to taking drugs. That you take drugs because you get this momentary rush and you'd have to be an idiot to say that that rush doesn't exist. It does. What this episode is is about the consequences of that rush. And that's why I, I was really proud of that aspect of it, is that it didn't shy, shy away from, from depicting Colin as this incredibly positive character. I mean, I watch him when he's at his best in this episode, where he's really indulging and flying high and ha- he's having this great sort of 80s life. And, and uh, I look at him and go, wow, that looks like a lot of fun. When he's in the opium house, you just look at him and he's, he's just flying. He's in some place that we don't what? get to go. And when he hands the pipe to Duncan... And the smoke, the wisps of the smoke are coming out of the the, the the mouthpiece of the pipe, and you can see Duncan looking at that pipe and thinking, "If only I would just so much he just you can feel every pore of his body wanting being attracted to to, to just taking a hit of opium must feel pretty good but but Duncan has the sense, and our writers had the sense to show both sides of the coin that there are horrendous consequences, and that 's what the movie is about it 's about the consequences of surrendering." to that momentary gratification and what the long-term effects of that must be so i thought it was a very effective anti-drug message what
2: (laughs) i think there are points of that that are very accurate but i think he's a little overwrought there he's like overshooting the point well like i do think that like you they give you a very realistic picture of why he turns to this thing and like what it does for him and things like that and i think that's what makes it kind of effective it's not that like there's no reason to do drugs it's right. that like the thing that makes it kind of anti-drug it's that like damaged people do drugs is that's the thing that it's not bad people it's like people who are suffering like right. people who are inflicting a wound upon themselves and perhaps because they're truly like in pain and I, I agree that it's like more effective than some of the other shit you'd see from this time. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think again he also overplays his hand, saying that like Duncan wanted to do. No. I was like, what I was never, that? I, mean, I, I like never, I never one. saw that Second. at all. Yeah. Although I do think that's really an interesting, yeah, not necessarily interpretation of this because again, I, I didn't feel that at all. But I feel like that's an interesting way to tell this story. It's like was Duncan ever tempted by this sort of stuff, like, and right. wanted to escape and decided not to. I mean, I feel like this story could be told again. With that angle kind of in play, which is kind of neat, I think.
3: I mean, Duncan is an anti-drug guy, as we've seen many <laughs> yeah, times in this many show. Many
1: times, Slushing yeah. all that, putting that trash go. in your system. <laughs> Duncan, Duncan, yeah, say so, no to Duncan.
2: Any final thoughts on this? I think like this is this covered. is one of
1: the best episodes we've seen in the third season. I think I loved this. This is an episode that is
2: more than the sum of its parts. I felt like some of the episodes we've talked about recently are, they've got great elements in them, but the overall package doesn't live up to them. Mm. This, it all comes together. It elevates itself. The performances are killer. Do you want to give me a number rating? Because I'm ready to rate it right. The
1: fuck now all right kyle how many vials of heisenberg blue meth would you give this episode oh i give this four heisenberg blue meths wow
2: straight Very up good. tuco is loving it this yes. guy can
1: cook <laughs> amen uh how many beepers would you give this episode lost beepers in the park Ooh, Four,
3: four. Yeah, four as well i think this is the second Best episode of this season so far. Absolutely. The Samurai. Uh, The performance of Mr. John Piper Ferguson is a large reason for this high rating. Rest in Piper. That's right. His performance is like one of the best we've seen on this show.
1: Uh, I will give this... how many uh, fistfuls of coke will you give this? I'm going to give this, uh, I think, 4.5. Fistfuls of coke? Uh, This is a great episode. The Samurai was amazing. I gave that a full five. This is just like slightly under that, and I think for a lot of the reasons we talked about that if Richie, you know, like if the story was just like mechanically a little more in sync, I think, some payoffs here and there, I think this would be pretty perfect, uh, but it delved into deep moral questions. I mean, it, like it also deals with like questions on like multiple levels. It's like, are drugs bad? Like, yeah, you could just view this as some just silly drug episode. It's like drugs are bad, but it's like then you get into the, like it, it does layer it with some nuance. It's like, well, why do people get into drugs? We get into that, which is something that's not explored in a lot of like anti-drug PSA episodes. Right. in. 90s television. Uh so I think there's a lot of good like kind of layers to it. Yep. And of course it has like this very dark ending uh which I really appreciate that this episode plays a little with not having a clear answer to this question, and Duncan does something at the end that is, nah, I don't know. Like, he's at least not comfortable with it. At some point, like, it's, it seems to me like he just decides to put him out of his mercy. Right. Yeah. Put him down like a dog, like Bill Panzer. I mean, also, ministry, like, yeah. we, we laughed at when Bill Panzer said that, but I mean, I do that think is sense that it is a lot of what this episode's about. It's like, can he be saved or not? And
2: Duncan clearly decides no. In his defense, when you pin your friend against a... Wall with a car, maybe you can't be saved anymore. Like maybe, yeah. maybe you've crossed a line that can't be uncrossed at that
1: point. And is that but. is that maybe the moral question of this episode? I mean, we've talked about like, like the drugs and all this other stuff. Like maybe that's not the moral question. Is like if the Talmudic discussion in this episode is. When can someone not be saved? Like, yeah, yeah I mean, that's a deeper. When,
2: when are they irredeemable? Yeah.
1: When do you become yeah. irredeemable? Like, do you always keep trying and trying? Like, I will always see the good in you. I will always see that Brian Cullen that was, you know, in the 1800s that was one of my best friends. Do you have to let that go at some point? And I don't know. That's pretty deep stuff. This is good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm way into it. Very good. Yay. This is a great episode. God great. damn watch it watch get off your ass and jam jam pump up the jams all right guys well next week you got to join us for a very special bonus episode bonus bonus that's right bonus, we're going to be doing bonus. another highlander fan film next week but after that we are on to episode seven of season three the lamb which i'm very excited about yeah <laughs> 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 that's right i've been one of your rewatchers i'm Keith. this is kyle this is amon Bye. see ya Bye. <laughs> Let's let's bounce our uh, this emotions. This is like the back. best friends forever sorry, ending guys. of <laughs> I'm our sorry, podcast. I'm so drunk. This is our third. Ep- uh, just to let all the listeners know, we've been recording all day. We are deep into drinking. This is how it
2: plays <laughs> After out. After This is
1: over. I'll be deep into depression. <laughs>